Okay, two new promos for January. Will we see them? Next on RVA Returners. From Worlds to Now, Okimoto tells his story. Next on RVA Returners. Welcome to the RVA Returners Podcast, your weekly source for all things Final Fantasy TCG. Brought to you by Ultimate Guard. Good evening, and welcome to a very special episode of the RVA Returners Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Adams. With me, John Schreiner. John? Say hi to everyone. Hi, everyone. Joining us tonight, we have a very special guest, Mr. Matthew Okimoto, an ambassador to the game, face of North America. Matthew Okimoto, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Doing good. I can't keep this serious shit up anymore. Guys, welcome to the RVA Returns podcast. Oh, man. We are back. And we're back. Um, no, we've actually got some some uh, some interesting things to talk about tonight. Noki, we're you know obviously very very glad to have you. No stranger to the cast. Um, you know we're going to kind of talk about. Um, it's not really much news this week. Um, I, when I say that, I mean a lot of the news does kind of coincide with what our main topics are, uh, with the exception being uh, the January promo being announced. Uh, we got Big Tuna, John and Oki, uh, coming in January. Um, but, you know, it's hard for me to get excited about promos when I haven't seen one here in Richmond since Bart's. So it's Yikes. just I get to watch other people. Yeah, I get to watch other people play with them. Um, and I think it's a beautiful card. It's, it's actually, you know, I think it's one that's perfect for a full art. Yeah, I mean, the art is gorgeous. Um, like, absolutely, it looks great. I mean, we joked a little bit last week about, you know, it doesn't matter because it's art. Haha. But, I mean, like, you're not going to play it, but, man, it's going to look good. Yeah, but you know, K Tuna is one that actually does see play. Um, in you know, Fire X list, Fire list, obviously, because it's just just makes your summons that much better. It's a good card. Um, and it's nice to see you know this thing in full art. I think it's about time. But like I said, a lot of communities are having trouble getting promos. Uh, John, now I know that's something you haven't had an issue with because uh, I know you you had to go through the trials and the tribulation John for yeah. everybody listening and myself included because I should probably you know really get back on the wagon mm-hmm. what is it you're doing in your community or what have you had to do to make sure that you get these promos in a timely manner well Chris um it's it's like basically 100% on the distributors to get the promos mm-hmm. here it's actually not like one of the square things is as weird as that sounds. And that's kind of, I think where the disconnect is for some people. And like, mm-hmm. we literally had to like, I had to go to the store and say, Hey, like we need to call them again and ask them to send us the stuff that we should be getting. Like we should be getting mm-hmm. this many promos this often. And the, even the guy at the store said, Hey, he goes, look, my guy is getting us everything as soon as we can. I'm like, well, no, we're not like, we need to call them and ask why we need to tell them we're behind. We need to whatever. And he's like, what? I'll call them right now kind of thing. Like, And I'm like, yes, I will stand here while we call them. You know, like we actually had to call. We left this voicemail like, hey, I got a player in my story. He says, we should be getting this much more. So, you know, we basically said like, you're supposed to be getting these at the month. Square keeps saying that if we need more, just reach out. Right? Mm-hmm. Like we literally got cards with the promos that say like, if you need more promos, just 
say you need more basically and it's like that's what's crazy is that people are having such a hard time getting them and there's no shortage of them like we're not running out of promos right so it's just like getting them into people's hands so my advice is like you actually have to be like if you can somehow it's probably annoying for your store but if you can somehow convince them like they have to call they have to talk to the distributor about the promo specifically um they have to ask for them i mean the dice too people were having a hard time getting all the elemental dice did you guys get all the elements <laughs> nope we uh all we ever got were the light and dark yeah like as i understand it they are available for order through the distributor as like a zero dollar item but the people just have to actually add it to their order like like it's those things where it's like People are, as far as I know, the stores and distributors are both kind of expecting, like, themselves or Square to do a little more of the work, and it's just, like, getting lost somewhere in between, and you just have to, like, um, be adamant, follow up, like, you say, like, something's not right here, this should be different, like, you know, you kind of have to advocate for yourself, but we basically had to call them and have a pretty frank discussion with them, uh, and then magically, mm-hmm. uh, everything comes on time in uh, good amounts, and we're able to give out non-foils to top eight twice a week and foils on thursdays and saturdays for the winter so um, nice i mean like they were giving us just the stuff for saturday and then we called again and we're like no we have two locals that fire and like we're able to get another locals kit so it's like uh, you but you really every time you have to like call and complain or, or like and i don't want to say complain you have to call and you have to just like make somebody actually check you know? Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Now, I, I Oki, are you having the same problem out, out in your neck of the woods? Well, I was going to ask John, uh, do you, does your store order a ton of product? Because I was under the understanding that it was also product-based. Like, you can't not buy product and ask for promos. It's a mix of... I mean, we do also, like, yeah, we go through. We have uh, every Opus available except for five because they say they can't get us five right now. I think five and seven are hard to get or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, like, the distributor is lower on those. But, um, yeah, I mean, we, we give out plenty of product. Like, we do pack per win, both, you know, so we give out a lot of the stuff over time. People buy packs. And, um, like, we have definitely do good, like, decent Final Fantasy business in the store, but I can't pretend to know uh, what the actual, like, figures are or anything like that. Okay, because mm-hmm. for me, I've noticed the difference in stores that go through a lot of product for stores that don't mm-hmm. so for me stores like the light which is greg's store he orders a ton of product and he pretty much doesn't have issues getting promos from mm-hmm. what i've seen but then i have other local stores that maybe order a few boxes every set just to have some pricing and then only order boxes when they run out and those are the stores that i've noticed have a hard time getting the latest promo even if we actually found them um like i said i don't know how much they're pressuring their distributor yeah. But when, every time we go for a local, they're like, hey, do you have the latest promo? Hey, do you have the latest promo? We're, like, pressuring them. So, But I think um, that a lot of times they just go, like, oh, they haven't sent it to us yet. You know, like, hands up. Like, hey, it's not me. You know, mm-hmm. and the other people are like, hey, well, they're not really, like, ordering it. So and it's like, I don't know. But I what I do know is, well, that absolutely may be true. Um, we definitely didn't increase the amount of business or stuff we were ordering in between like the first time i went in there and i stood there and we made that phone call and like all of a sudden we got twice this because when we were like no we have two locals we should be able to get this stuff like and then oh. we got twice the stuff so i don't like like literally immediately so i'm not sure like at least in my personal experience like i felt really awkward 
walking into the store and being like, I need to stand here while we make this call. And you, know, you start to get that feeling where, like, the guy on the other end just won't do it, and then I look like a jerk for, like, making this guy call, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I was kind of glad we, like, left a voicemail. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, good, like, you know, I, I don't have to <laughs> be have here. I don't have to be here. Yeah, I don't have to be here when this happens, right? Right. And so, like, he left this voicemail, like, hey, my player right here is saying, like, this is, you know, come on. And then he said, yeah, the guy, uh, the guy just doubled the stuff next time. I was like, oh, all right. Yeah, I definitely think you're right in the fact that the stores or even the community plus the store have to be very, very proactive in, I guess, lack of, lack of better words, is hounding the distributor saying, hey, we run these many events, mm-hmm. we need these promos. I'm and not like, sure if the distributor has to, like, actively order the promos from Square to supply. You know what I mean? Like, if it's not just they don't send them on the side, like, the distributor actually just- has to be ordering them and they just don't always order the new ones, you know? I imagine it just sits in their warehouse. Cause yeah, like it seems to my be... My understanding is Square <laughs> just sends it to them, mm-hmm. and it's up to the distributor to distribute the, the product. Right. I mean, look, if you've ever been to any tournament, like, there's no shortage of promos, you know? Like, that people hand you, like, all right, everybody who's playing gets one of these, and every, like, title event or whatever event you sign up for, everybody just gets handed another one. Like, I have, like, 60 mm-hmm. marshes. From like that, you know, playing in a lot of tournaments back when Marsh was the thing. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, you know, there's obviously like at the source, they, they have them. There's not a short print. Mm-hmm. They're not rare. They're getting sent somewhere. Mm-hmm. I do want to say, I think that's major props to Square this year. So I know 2018, a lot of us were like, none of us can get promos. The local scene's suffering, blah, blah, blah. But I think in 2019, Square did a pretty good job. Uh, focusing more on the the casual and local scenes this year. Mm-hmm. Um, sure, the competitive was like somewhat like just getting by, but the the local scene definitely improved. So I think you know, get your tinfoil hat on. I think that Square spent this year to help the local scenes get better, and 2020 is going to be the year where they're going to try to help the competitive scene get better. And that makes sense, right? Like like you assume we have something that we're working on. You know, there's some like impact plan every year. Like, okay, mm-hmm. what are we doing to further the game? Like, what is, like, the job that we are doing this year for Final Fantasy? And, uh, obviously, like, um, the promo quality over the last year, right? Like, we started getting these full art, incredibly playable cards versus cards that just have sit in stacks in my binder. Like... I want to say... I want to say the full arts definitely helped my local scene. Yeah. Because people... People were like, uh, oh, it's just the foil you know, alternate, whatever, but the full arts look so good that people are mm-hmm. way more incentivized to play, mm-hmm. way more incentivized to collect. Mm-hmm. And while it does suck that it's basically one foil and then the rest non-foil per, which basically quote unquote limits how many foils you can get per month. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it does make it feel like you're earning something when you win a, a local tournament instead of like, Oh, well eventually everyone's going to get the foil. So it doesn't really matter. Yeah, absolutely. And even like the, like you said, the consolation prize is still something that like doesn't exist outside of getting it as a consolation prize. Mm-hmm. Yep. So like, that's still pretty cool. Yeah. It was kind of nice when we were getting the Aluas and the Barts, like our locals were jam packed because it was like, Oh, well, we got to come out and play. We, we can't play fun stuff these next two weeks. Cause we got Alua pl- promos to get, we got Barts mm-hmm. uh, foils to win. Um, because, like, for the most part, each week it's really just, I mean, outside of a couple of people that come every week, you know, like Ethan is coming, but, like, really it's just me, Ron, Curtis, and Colin right now. Um, <clears throat> so we're just trying, you know, we're getting back 
mm-hmm. to full strength, but like not having these promos to like, like not having access to these promos right now is, I think that's hurting us a little bit too. Cause especially like you said, they're super playable, but I guess I'm going to have to like, just do what I did before and just, you know, stand there and make the phone call again. Mm-hmm. If you have trouble, Chris, let me know and I'll see if I have any I can send you. I think I have extra glasses. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we haven't seen one? those at all. Like, yeah, I, I like literally handed Chris one because I know that non-foils are going to be so easy for me to get. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you if you uh, still have trouble, let me know and I'll try to send you whatever extra I get. And then I'm sure. What a great guy! What a great guy, this Okimoto. <laughs> mm-hmm. well, but I'm you sure, know, I'm sure people listening to the podcast will also reach out to you. As well. well, I appreciate that because like I don't necessarily want them for me. Like, I, not just myself. Obviously, I do want them, but like I want them for our group because mm-hmm. like. It just for some reason like the well just went dry. Like after after Bart's, that was it. That was it. Yeah, yeah. I know James Lockwood. Uh, someone, I think it was Nick Schnell or someone mm-hmm. was posting how they were having troubles, and James straight up just sent them whatever extras he had of what he was missing, so mm-hmm. their locals could have new promos to go after. Yeah. yeah, and that's what I want. That's just what I want it for. I want it for the people to get people to come out. That's all. Mm-hmm. But uh, keep in mind, there was an important thing you said. Uh, c- community being proactive we're going to put a pin in that and put it on the board and we're going to come back to that but okay you know the main reason you're here you know worlds has come and gone the the season's over now we're ramping up for the next competitive season okay i want you to just you know i I was there for the week it was a fantastic weekend i was really glad i was able to make it out and get to see some really awesome people for the first time um, but you know, I didn't really know what was going on in the other room, the room where all the action was taking place. So, okay, what we want to do, John and I, we're going to kick back and we're going to interact with you, but we want you, I want to hear about worlds from, you know, from a player perspective. Like, you know, I want to talk about the buildup, the testing, you know, everything you had done, you know, to get ready for that point. Cause you finished your final placing was what it was nine, 10, 11 was where North America fell. You were 10, <laughs> right? Yeah, the call okay. was ninth. I was tenth. Kyle Peters was eleven. Jeez. And what's hilarious is so there was seven X threes. Four mm-hmm. of those X threes made top eight. Guess which three didn't? Yikes! Conspiracy Bruh. theory. <laughs> rough. That was that was pretty rough. Not gonna lie. They're trying to keep us down. Conspiracies against North America. That's right. Next on our VA returners. <laughs> to be fair, I think that was mostly my fault because of how I started the tournament. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll talk about that one. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, yeah. Well, let's let's talk about it, man. Let's let's dive right in. Um, I've, I've got my swimming trunks on and my dragon floaties. I want to hear all about you know from the moment that you know the team was assembled or when you just kind of started you know really trying to get everyone involved and started testing because obviously you know. Opus 10 was the set that was coming out right before Worlds, so that was what the meta was going to be. I guess the first question I'm going to ask you, when they, as they were slowly releasing spoilers, did you start like testing them as they were released, or did you wait for the full set to come out? Uh, me personally, I just made notes of cards I feel that were going to be impactful. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really start testing until the entire set was released, so basically... I think the weekend of the pre-release when we got, like, maybe the day before when we got the... Um, mm-hmm. But leading up to that, uh, I'll try to not ramble on about everything, but... Uh, we'll, oh, we'll, we'll please to... do. <laughs> so, um, as all the Worlds players in NA got invited to the Worlds team, there was a Worlds chat that kept made for the NA players, just to keep everyone in the loop. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, as... I think that when Nationals ended, everyone was finally added... And then we discussed, okay, what's everyone's 
goal for this year for Worlds. Some players were like, I would like to day two. Some players are like, I know I would like to win. Other players like, I think this is an opportunity for us to get better because we're going to be playing other great players across the region. So everyone had their own individual goals. Like, while everyone's end goal obviously is to win, right? You're not going to go to a tournament not to win. Um, other people set goals that were m more maybe realistic for themselves. Mm -hmm. um, so we worked off that. We did uh, set reviews as as a collective. Um, off the bat, myself and other NA players were like, this is basically my plan, like who I'm going to work with, like my my strategy going into Worlds. Um, so like there's like a, maybe a little bit of separation between me and a few other NA players as far as leading mm -hmm. up. But overall, like I was a pretty open book when it came to like talking about cards, discussing deck strategies, all that stuff. But obviously I couldn't be like, here, this is what I'm going to run because I was working with other people and vice mm -hmm. versa. They wouldn't be like, here, this is what I'm running because obviously either they're working with other people and et cetera. Um, so let's go down my path. So I, I ended up working with Josh, uh, JFB, as most people know, Rob Phillips, Kurosawa, and then Kyle McGinn. Those That ended up being the five people that we all worked together with, um, which is actually kind of cool because it's, Maybe a lot of people didn't know that, but it's three different regions coming together to like form this team to work on decks. Like you have a uh, people from NA, people from Japan, and people from Europe, which is I don't think that ever really happens, right? Like no, it's actually really cool. Like it's I think it's a pretty it was a pretty cool experience and um, def definitely something I think people should take into consideration. Like one of the biggest things I told all the NA players since I went to Worlds last year, um, I wanted to say like one of the best takeaway I had is maintain a network with all the players you meet because yeah. those you're in a, you're in a room with presumably like the top 32 players in the world right like give or take people that may that should have been there you're in the room with like very good players so why not network and keep you know keep that collective mind going into the next year like talk to them about deck ideas talk to them about cards their evaluation of everything like mm -hmm. that's like such a that's such a good thing to do is just network at mm -hmm. those events and I hope you were able to do that too, Chris, while you were there. Cause... Yeah, I did. I actually got to have some really great conversations with people. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I think that was my best advice was to just network with everyone. So going forward next year, you are you know you have that outlet to talk to people. Maybe your local meta is different than their meta, but their meta is probably better for a Crystal Cup, for example. Mm -hmm. So just stuff like that. I know Chris um, was out there networking because I was getting friend requests. <laughs> I was like, "What? How am I getting a friend request from an Australian player?" I'm like, "Chris must be talking about the cast." Dude, I was well, so I was... glad Chris was there, man! Oh my gosh, it's awesome. Dude, I had a big <laughs> night. Holy shit! <laughs> Anyways, um, so now we're leading up to the event. Um, say it's Wednesday. All the NA or majority of the NA players come in. We all got a hotel for Wednesday night because our our paid hotels weren't until Thursday through Monday. Mm -hmm. So a handful of us came in Wednesday. We all uh, drafted and talked decks and just met with other players that came in. That was the Wednesday night. Um, eventually, I broke off to meet up with JFB to do a little bit of testing separately. But everyone eventually like went to their own little, I guess you could say, circles <laughs> and started mm -hmm. testing. <laughs> um, but we had to have a deck submission by 6 p.m. Thursday night. So <laughs> the tournament was Saturday, but we had to have a deck submission by 6 p.m. Thursday and then finalize the list by, I want to say, 10 or 11 Friday. So basically Wednesday till Friday morning, everyone was just like testing away. 
and just chatting and mm-hmm. talking deck ideas and scrounging for cards last minute and just trying to get everything they can to be ready for Worlds. Yeah, um, absolutely. Thursday night, when Kurosawa finally came in, he came in like around noon on Thursday. Kurosawa, me, JP, Rob, and Kyle all went to Rob's room, put two tables between, or put the table between the two beds. That's how you do it. That's where the table and goes. Just, and just jammed till yeah. like three in the morning. <laughs> Everybody knows that's where the table goes. The table goes in between the beds. <laughs> it was it was hilarious. Like, of course, like one thing I really really liked about you know forming a team and playtesting is we were all having fun the entire time while at the same time getting serious results. So like, I'll mm. give um I'll give like a a rundown of like what we did so maybe that helps the listeners um when they try to prepare for events. So we were we wanted to fo- firstly most of all we spread out deck A and deck B. We made sure that we all liked all the cards in the deck. Cards that were on the chopping block, we set aside and noted and then started just jamming games against meta decks, jamming games against what we think would be there. Mm-hmm. And we focused mostly on trying to get the, the key cards, uh, find which the key cards are. After we find out which the key cards are, the next step was to make the deck as consistent as possible. So, and what's kind of funny is we ended up figuring out that Mono Wind was just really, really hard for the Lightning Ice Earth deck. Mm-hmm. Wind Water was just... At the point of the event, when water was just so good that there wasn't too many changes. We had the tech cards for, like, Chocobo to stop Fasoya and Diabolos. Mm-hmm. We had the one Kuchelain to stop, uh, or to help the Mirror when they have, like, Aerith Yishtola, so we could, like, play Ash, uh, make one of them lose their powers, activate a backup, use that backup to Kuchelain, and then you could Valpor it, combo everything. So... Mm-hmm. We had the tech cards for that. Also, one of the most important things with the one CP Kuchelain in the Windwater was when Waff was like, play a, a Ford, play a Ford, play Rain. We'd one, we'd one CP Kuchelain the Rain so they don't have haste. And then our turn, mm-hmm. untap, go Fina Velfor. Yep. Or, or mm-hmm. Velfor, Fina, whatever. So, like, there's just the, the Windwater deck, luckily, by the time was pretty much set in stone. Not many changes. Um, I think the last minute change we made was put the 5 CP Ico forward in because we found t- games where we needed to get that Velfor. I love that mm-hmm. card. That was a great so we decision. Just, we, I we, really like that. We would, just, we, we would just play Ico to get the Velfor, cast the Velfor, and just continue with our turn. Um, what's funny is we made a lot of jokes about the Windwater deck being a Yu-Gi-Oh deck because I don't know <laughs> if you guys saw on stream, the deck just like does so many things in one turn where it's like, you know, you play Pain, draw a card. You can Mion the Pain, draw a card, play the Pain, draw a card. Play Titus, bounce the Mion, bounce the Pain, play the Pain, draw a card, play Mion. You know, like just go to on that loop of just digging uh, to get your combo or get the board wipe. And at the same time, you're like building backups, building forward. Mm-hmm. So like, it was basically like playing solitaire until you found the combo and then you would just be about for wipe the board. Yeah. Um, I mean, so it, a lot of jokes. my quick question for you here is like, uh, cause like you said, you're trying to figure out like what's going to be there. So like, how well would you guys say you predicted the meta? Like, was it, would you say it was pretty obvious? Like everybody, everybody knew like when water was like 60%, 70%. Yeah, we so that's a big reason we chose the Lightning Ice Earth deck too. But I'll get down there uh, when, when when get to that. But yes, I think we did a pretty decent job. We knew when water it was going to be there, and after talking with the Europe and the and the Japanese players, we knew a, a there was going to be a lot of. Um, so like we, those are the two most played decks we assumed being there, and <laughs> lo and behold, those are basically the two most played decks at the event. Yeah, yeah. Um, we did know there was be like a little bit of Unai because. Uh, you know, Kurosawa knew the Japan players like Unai. Mm-hmm. We 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 didn't know we didn't know about Duncan's Doga deck. Yeah, I bet but, no one but, knew about sure. Duncan's Doga deck. But 
But we knew they, they we triple knew, D. We knew the fan players liked those kind of decks. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, for the most part, you know, we knew there'd be we knew there'd be ice. We knew there'd be mono water or not mono water, uh, wind water. Sorry. Mm-hmm. You know the the, the, the the because given two weeks after a set, most people are going to default to the previous meta best decks and try to make those. Oh, absolutely. Better. Yeah, we were saying that a lot last week. So like. People were like, oh, the meta's stale, blah, blah, blah. Like, people have to understand, we had two weeks to come up with two decks. So, obviously, to expedite that, we're going to just build off the best decks on the previous format. And then, if we have time, try to make something. Wow, Chris. Is that not what we said last week? That, that, I feel like I'm, I'm in a time machine going back to, you know, week before and the week before. But also, too, it, it helps when Wind Water being the best deck all, I mean, it's it's already a really solid deck, and you're just adding, you're adding two cards that get rid of all the bullshit that can stop it. So, Okamoto, you agree that there's gold in them there hills? Oh, there's yes, def- there is definitely gold in them there hills, my friend. There is. <laughs> there's definitely gold. People just need to spend the time to do it, and like right now is a good time. Yeah. Oh, oh, sorry, not to interrupt yeah. you. I was just curious, you know, because you said you guys had to predict the meta, so I was just curious what like, how well you think you did with that. So. Um, to, to go off the meta, like we we used results off of you know the Japan tournaments, the summoning, uh, the Ultros Cup, and just like locals from all mm-hmm. of our areas, just to get a general idea. Like we took it all for a grain of salt, right? Because not everyone's preparing for Worlds, but people are just playing tournaments. A lot of them were fun decks, so mm-hmm. like we just took it for a grain of salt to get a general idea. We were seeing okay, what cards are being played the most, because. Yeah. Most likely, it's better to look at what are the most played cards than what are the most played decks at those kind of events. Mm-hmm. People are going to try to break cards rather than like, oh, unless they're preparing for Worlds. <laughs> That's a different story. But they'd even probably hide the deck they're playing, right, at those mm-hmm. events. So mm-hmm. it's like, just got to take it for a grain of salt, but just use it as like a general like, okay, this is what we think. Okay, that was a majority of what we thought was going to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so after the Wind Water... The Lightning Ice Earth deck was the one that all of us worked on the most. The Wind Water deck was basically JFB and Rob for the most part. Like mm-hmm. they came up with everything. And then the Lightning Ice Earth deck was when Kyle, me, and Kurosawa were able to put a little bit more input in uh, leading up. So the Thursday night we spent, I would say, six hours, maybe maybe even more. And what's hilarious, it was literally spent doing Lightning Ice Earth versus Mono Wind, mm-hmm. six hours straight. Mono Wind. Mono. Yep, Mono Wind, six hours straight because. JFB couldn't, he was at a zero, like, I was playing Mono Wind, he was playing Lightning Ice Earth, and he was at, like, a 0% win rate, and he was like, no, we need to grind these games until I can get this win percent up, because something's wrong with the deck. He's like, I don't care if how many Mono Wind is going to be there, we just need to figure out what's what's this deck struggling to do to yeah. make it more consistent, so. Like, remove the weakness from the element, it just, like, it has a weakness, let's figure that out. Yeah, it's like it's like because Mono Wind does a lot of things other decks will do, mm-hmm. you know, consistently. Like Mono Wind's a very consistent deck. So if that if the Lightning Ice Earth deck can't handle a consistent deck, we need to figure out why. It turns out Alexander um, is really good. <laughs> so eventually, by like three or four a.m., we got the win percent to like thirty percent, like in in Lightning Ice mm-hmm. favor. And then um, we were like, okay, let's sleep on it. Figure it out in the morning. We, we woke back up at like eight a.m. Went back to Rob's room and jammed more games <laughs> uh, until like 10 a.m. And they're like, okay, it's like 50% now. I think we're sold on the list. And then we submitted it by 11. <laughs> and that's our Thursday night was pretty much majority Lightning Ice Earth. Um, and a lot of the changes that we did was we weren't running two Kana Kamui before. We were just running one. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, we weren't running two Nagmalata. We were just running one. We weren't running Skeletoad before. We had two Hein instead of one. Like, there was just things like that. Like, having two Hein was nice because we saw it. But then there's times where we just had couldn't cast our cards because we had dark cards in our hand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, then n- not having the Skeletoad made the Wind-Water matchup a little bit harder and stuff like that. So we adding the Skeletoad makes that matchup a lot easier because not a lot of people were running monster removal outside of maybe Yiznat if they were running it. Mm-hmm. Um, which and then go, upping putting Skeletoad in and putting a second Kanakamui allowed us to up Nagmalata to two, so we have more monsters to search for, which then makes uh, our our backups more consistent. Mm-hmm. So if you look at the backup line for that deck, right, there was three Duke Lark, but only one Palinar backup, one one Garland, because we wanted to make sure we got those two elements in play. And then we we had Lock, we had Nagmalata, we had we upped Herdy to three, so we mm-hmm. had more ice backups. Of to that made the deck more consistent. So there was a lot of the times where the deck was able to get the three backups, one of each element, pretty consistent. That's pretty good. Which it wasn't able to do uh, Thursday night until all that testing. Mm-hmm. So and that's cool because like what you got out of that, like when you talk about removing the element, right? Like you said, wind is a super consistent deck, and you look at the changes you made, and literally all of them were to remove variants and make your deck more consistent. Like every yep. single change was a consistency change, which is like okay, now that we're almost as consistent as wind, we can beat it with the the strategy. Correct. So like that's what I wanted to. I'm I'm glad you picked that up because that's the goal I was trying to make was, you know, sure we jammed against mono wind. Like, did we expect a ton of mono wind? Not really. We knew it was a good deck, but the the consistency of the deck is what we needed to figure out how to combat. Because other decks that are consistent like that, we need to be able to combat it. So mm-hmm. um, I mean, you imitate it and then you innovate it, baby. And like another thing, that, the reason we chose Mono Win is because not only was it consistent, but it ran annoying cards like Unsaga. Hold on, Unsaganaji. Yes. Unsaganaji. It ran cards like that. So those, which is a very good card against deck running for Soya and stuff. So oh, Planet Protector is good. We wanted to be able to oh, launch pad. We wanted to be able to handle decks like that as well. So that was why we chose that deck, not because. We wanted to beat Mono Win because everyone's going to run Mono Win. Just what Mono Win did was so good and consistent that if we can handle that, we can handle most other decks. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's something I hope people take away is like when you're playtesting for an event, sure, you can jam the meta decks, but you need to find like the most consistent decks or the decks that seem to do the powerful things the best and just jam against that and mold against that. I think that's something people don't do all the time. They just <laughs> say, oh, well three of these decks are going to be there. I'm just going to jam against all three of those decks. And like, while that helps, that doesn't help you fine tune your deck as much. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so we had that. And then basically after all the work quote unquote was put in the rest of the rest of the weekend was just hundred percent. Hang out with everybody. Have fun. If you, uh, John wasn't there, but Chris was, if you noticed like Rob, Kurosawa, JP and me were pretty much after Thursday night, we we're hanging out with everybody the entire time. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. If, if, if there was something going on, we were probably there. <laughs> oh, right in the middle of it, actually. Um, so Friday night uh, was the dinner, which was really. Um, they but basically okay. So let me let me let me take that back. It was really sweet for the people that could attend it <laughs> mm-hmm. because the plus ones weren't able to go. Um, well, I wasn't there yet, so thankfully I didn't I didn't miss anything. Um, so like I think it's probably due to budget. Um, but at the same time, I think it would have been nice to just offer the thing where, oh, plus ones can come, but they got to pay for themselves. Yeah. Uh, at the same time, it's hard because it was kind of a buffet style food. So it would have, the logistics made it really hard for the plus ones to be able to attend. So I kind of get it after going through it once, but, uh, mm-hmm. 
maybe just something in the future they can try to figure out a different way of going about it. But even then, it was still really fun. They bust us all to this nice Mexican restaurant right outside the beach area. Um, they gave us these wristbands where everyone got three free drinks and then buffet-style food. And I'm sure you guys saw videos of the arm wrestling and <laughs> <laughs> the Kur- 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 of the weekend. Kurosawa can drink, man. Let me tell. I think Kurosawa and, and JFB were probably drunk most of the weekend. They just Dude, he looked dead on Saturday. <laughs> I don't know, like I don't know how they were able to actually function and play because there's no way I could have if I drank as much as they did. But uh friday night friday night was was awesome cody drank a ton like it was just it was great it was super fun i hope that i hope that they do that for worlds going forward i think doing that dinner was really really cool because we didn't get that last year at worlds Mm -hmm. oh really i feel like that you guys did that in japan right yeah i think 2017 they did it but it was four people from na it was it was a 16 player world so the Mm -hmm. budget was easier Mm -hmm. um this one that had to have cost a ton of money because it was the 32 players plus Hobby Japan staff plus Square Enix. Staff. Oh yikes! Yeah, wow. <laughs> like, hey, 20. There's the budget. Hey. So it was. It had to be pretty expensive. But and was, there's the budget. Awesome. Uh, yeah, we actually cut the Crystal Cup, but we're going to this awesome Mexican restaurant. No, we we kid, we kid. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was really cool. I hope they do that uh, for all the future worlds worlds events. Um, yeah, and they amazing. also had food after after every at the end of every day to food and drinks, which is great that one the plus ones could attend which is yeah because they wheeled it all into the like it's like they wheeled these tables of food into the like into the room that we were all in watching and just playing games such opulence yeah it it was great like we're just sitting there and they're like yeah they're gonna wheel in food but you can't do anything until everybody comes in from the other room we're like okay we'll just sit here and keep doing what we're doing yeah it was i think they handled that very well like they did it was really, really, and then like, granted, it wasn't like a full blown meal, but it was enough food where like you're gonna, you'll you'll get full. Yeah. Um. Anyways, so then going into Saturday, <laughs> this is where interesting, interesting, some interesting things happen. So for me, uh, so my round one, I play against Kyle Peters, which is kind of funny because the night before he was like, ah, I re- the only point, one of the people I don't want to play is you at the tournament, <laughs> and then we end up playing round one. Um, he ends up beating me round one, so I start off 0-1. And then in my round two, I play against Nicholas Lore, who was the fourth place finisher at Worlds. Ingus. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he had a sweet cosplay, super nice guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he 2 would me, crushed me real, real swiftly. So I'm starting off 0-2, boys. Yikes. Um, <laughs> Not looking good for our hero. <laughs> starting off 0-2, I'm like, this is really awkward. So then we they take a mini lunch break. Everyone goes and has a quick lunch. I'm just that whole time. I'm just like, all right. First of all, I'm playing horrible. So like, it's not anyone's other fault than myself. Like, I am playing really bad. I'm. It's not even nerves. It's just I'm just not playing at a level that I should be playing at. It's like completely my fault. So I'm just you know trying to go over my plays, what I did wrong, and just learn from them, and then treat the next game as a new a new tournament, basically. Mm-hmm. So going into round three. Guess who I play on table three? You guys, I bet you guys wouldn't wouldn't guess. Hmm. I I'd have to like pull up the pair. It could be I anybody. There's so it's many like great. Is it Jam? It's Rob. Rob. <laughs> no. No. I play I play Toby Henriette on table three. World Ooh, 2017 champion. 
Rough. We're both 0-2 on the, the last table in round three. Oh, no. So awkward. I'm like, why are you here? And he was like, why are you here? Oh, no. And we're just like, yeah, this is bad beats. So we're just like, Falling you know, from grace. We're just like, how are we on the last table? It's really weird. Anyways, we just play. I ended up taking that one. And he's like, you know what? It was, it was a good game. I'm going to try to win to help his breaker. It's like, wow, I really appreciate that. Because most people be like, oh, 0-3, drop. I'm just going to go drink, hang out in the other room. But he continued playing, which was really, really nice. Um, and I think that's actually contributed to something I didn't mention at the beginning of the tournament. So not only did they add pri uh, additional prizing to the top uh, top four of mm -hmm. the tournament, I forgot all of what it was, but it's a pretty, like, I think a full art card signed by the artist and stuff like that, some other stuff. Oh, cool. And I think first place they gave the mint condition FF7 sealed, signed by Tetsuya Nomura Shindig. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, some other stuff, but what they did, what was really cool. Is, so day one, every win you get a world, uh, road to world Zidane. So if you're out of the tournament, if you still keep playing and winning. You could still win those road to world Zidane promos, which I think sell for like 25 bucks or something. Yeah. That's like, they're just handing, handing you a 20 spot every time yeah. you win. Yeah. It's like basically 20 bucks every time you win, which is, is re really cool. Um, and then on day two, every time you won, you got a Gabrant, uh, promo. Which are like pretty Stop much devaluing my Gabras. No, they're not. Oh my god, they're so possible to get. They keep getting more and more possible to get. I get very frustrated how possible it is to get them. <laughs> so for winning on day two, you got an extra one of those every time you won. Oh and then in god. top eight, in top eight, there was another promo you got every time you won, but I forgot what it was. Um... I'll sell a Gabrant oh, for 50. Does anybody need a Gabrant? Quick, it's tanking. <laughs> Oh, the top eight, it was, you know, the the promos, the Robon package promo thingies? Oh, uh, A003. Yeah, you got one of those every time you won in the top eight as well. Mm. So it was, like, pretty cool. So they, they incentivized players to keep playing in the tournament. Um, also, a sick surprise we got that wasn't announced uh, on the internet or anywhere was that triple deck box... Uh, I think it was like mm -hmm. Sephiroth or Cloud or something, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the Advent Children deck. The Advent, yes, that was so sick. The black one that they got the Yeah, that one. The, the black one, the leather black one that flips. I don't know what it's mm -hmm. called. Anyways, I think you guys know what I'm talking about. That one was. Oh, yeah. sick. That was like a super nice surprise that they gave everyone at the beginning of Worlds. But anyways, back to back to round three. I think that when he said that, I was like, oh, that's awesome. And I think that was incentivized due to all those benefits of staying in the tournament. Mm-hmm. And then round four, I ended up playing against Sam Tool. We had a really close game all the way to game three. And then I ended up taking that one. And I, and I think it's because the Wind Water deck was just better in the mirror. Um, like we had Chocobos and Kucha lanes that are just so much better in the mirror, and he wasn't running either of those. So Didn't hurt ED Alua this time? Well, the, he tried to. So I Zidane his hand uh -oh. and left the Diabolus and a Yizmat and a Fina. While I had a Fina in play. Yeah, and then he went to Yizmat my Fina, and I chocoboed it. Yikes! Yeah, so like there was just uh, obviously he didn't know I was running chocobo. Um, yeah. So like there's not many, like he, he thought it was a safe kill. Um, for the so it's like I think just the deck was just better set for the mirror. Mm -hmm. So I would try to win that one, and then round five I play Lord Byron. Oh, oh yeah, no. I remember this? I play Lord Byron round five, and then I end up taking that one. Going into day two at three two, sneaking in at fifteenth place after starting o two. Yeah, because there's a good chance that match with you and Lord Byron was a winning in. 
Oh, it was it was a hundred percent of winning because mm-hmm. only X twos made it, mm-hmm. and we were both X two. Rough. So after that, uh, the next the next day was draft, and um, I guess let's let's finish the the previous day. So finishing off Saturday after the tournament, they fed everyone, and then everyone went to get a drink at the. Uh, I think you were there, right, Chris, to do like Irish car bombs for Curse. Oh, I was there. I was definitely <laughs> was there. Definitely there. I, I got the video. Kurosawa, Rob, and JP haven't had or never had an Irish car bomb. That's so insane. We all took them, yeah, so we all took them there. Everyone had an Irish car bomb, and then um, a big shout out to Inez and everyone. That she brought a box for all the NA players to practice draft Saturday night for those who made day two. So That's awesome. So Kyle Peters, myself, Colin, and Emmanuel Padilla all made day two from NA. So we were the four in, and we just needed four more people. So we scrounged up a few others, uh, including Kurosawa, and did another practice draft. Um, and then after that, uh, I think people went and did some more hanging out, we'll say. Did, uh, <laughs> did Kageyama end up drafting with you guys? Oh, yes! Because yeah, I, I know David Nunez was like running around like, hey, Kageyama wants to draft. <laughs> yeah, that's insane. I, yeah, David uh, was asking me, like, or I think asked somebody, like, hey, do you think Kageyama would draft? And someone was like, I think she asked, he asked me. And I was like, just go ask him. So he ran over and got Kageyama, and Kageyama came over and drafted everybody. It was That's freaking insane. awesome. What did he draft? Uh, he drafted Lightning Earth, I believe. Mm-hmm. How did he do? Um, I don't know his final record, but I had to play him the first round of the draft, and I beat him. <laughs> I actually just want to know Kageyama's world story. Can we get... <laughs> we need Kageyama on the cast. Well, he said he really appreciated even being asked to do it, because he said he's... um. He actually spoke really good English for someone who's not very comfortable speaking. Yeah. I, was, oh, nice. I was talking to him while we were playing, and he was like, yeah, I usually have to run the events and like work, but being able to draft was really fun to draft with you guys. Like In a nutshell, that's basically what he said. I like yeah, to think he fun. said it just like that, and that's exactly how it sounded. <laughs> and I was like, I don't, he, he said something along the lines of, like, I think draft is very skill. Uh, Opus 10 requires a lot more skill than other draft sets. And then I was like, yeah, there's some cards though. I'm not sure. And I was like, pointed at Mog, uh, Mogmobius. I pointed at Echo. I pointed at cards that can't really do much. And he, uh, he just laughed and said, "Sorry." <laughs> it, was, it was funny, but um, we had a, we had a, a fun moment talking about that while we were playing. And then um, I pointed at Falthanos and I was like, "This card's busted." And he just was like, you know, the old, oh, the, the Japanese <laughs> <Yeah>. laugh. Of... <laughs> the Shantoto, yeah, yeah. He hits you with the. <laughs> It was funny. So yeah, after that night, um, we had Sunday, which was the day two. Uh, I I knew going into it, I had to three zero to top eight because my breakers are bad. Obviously, starting off 0-2. So round round one, I play against uh, Andre Deluca, ended up beating him. Round two, I, I get a rematch against Nicholas Lore. <laughs> I ended up beating him, so I'm two zero nice. going in. And I'm like, oh man, I just gotta win one more. So after I beat Nicholas, I go walk over to the stream table. And it's Duncan versus Rob Phillips. And I'm like, okay, so I play the winner of this matchup. Then I'm watching Duncan's deck. And I'm like, Dude, he- I'm like, hold on. That's two Citra, two Kanakamui. And then I see him play a third Citra. I'm like, whoa. What the heck? And then I saw him play Ramza, Ku Sith Ramza special. I'm like, oh, Lord. How am I beating this deck? <laughs> <laughs> and he has a Felthanos to play this entire time. I'm just like, all right. Um, well, it was nice world's run, boys. Because... Uh, I don't know how I'm beating that monstrosity. Yeah, yeah dude, he, he had a constructed deck. Yeah, so, three like, sessions, like, that's ob- insane. Like, obviously going into round three, I'm like, all right, I'm going to try to win. But, like, 
he just turned one Aldoed for Felthanos, waited like three <laughs> turns, played Felthanos on curve, basically, and I was just like, all right, I can. I got two um, Mobius backups that can EX burst and kill him if I have forwards in play. So I just play three forwards, and I'm like, all right, take some damages. Uh, take a damage, didn't hit it. My turn, draw for turn, draw one of them. I'm like, all right, we're out. We're, we're minus one out. <laughs> I need to hit the other one. Next turn, he attacks me. Doesn't hit it in damage. Guess what I draw? The yeah, other freaking yeah, Mobius yeah, back up. No, no. And I'm like, no! I'm just like, no! I guess I can't actually kill that now. All right. Just a tournament uh, flash before your eyes. Yeah, and then he drops uh, Gilgamesh, the 6 CP 9K with Brave. And I'm like, all right. Um, all my guys are 8Ks. So I was taking one damage a turn. And now I'm taking... Two damage a turn. Rough. And yeah, it was just I just couldn't get past it. His board with can of Kamui's and Citrus, like they just kill my board. It was just, it was just his deck was so good. Mm-mm-mm. But what a stud. That basically sealed my sealed. Yeah, he's a very good player. Very good player. Yeah, watching and, him play in like finals and stuff was really it was really something. Uh, so he ended up beating me, and then that was that that basically sealed my tournament, getting me uh. So yeah, I mean overall, I think the world's experience itself was amazing. I think the world's experience—you can't put a monetary value on the world's experience. It's something you'll never mm-hmm. forget if you ever get to make it. Like I'm sure, even Chris, who didn't even get to play in worlds, just being there—I doubt he'll ever forget that. Absolutely, it was one of the best weekends I've ever had for any just activity. Um, and that's that's actually a conversation Cody and I were having because Cody said it was like one of the, probably the best five days. He, he said it was the best five days he's had in his entire life. Um, yeah, and it's up there. Just hanging out with people and just getting to like, and I'm like, I'm like a friendly, personal level that like people I'll, pro- I don't want to say I'll probably never see them again because the goal is to see them again, and that, that's that's what you work for in the competitive season to see all your friends again. That's right. Yeah, that's but just trying to earn that ticket to hang out. <laughs> pretty much, but no, it was a great weekend. I can't even imagine what it would have been like playing. Like it, it would have just. It, I think it would have been overwhelming. Like there was a lot of emotions. Um, they repeat like you know, like you have you know, you have guys like Colin Rupert, Lord Byron, like these guys, like these guys. This is their first time on the team, and every round, every win was just like every win was a championship. Every loss was crushing. And when you see them, when I know when he, you know, I know you know Colin Rupert, you know the the consummate competitor that he is. You know he was really bummed when he saw the final standings, and he bubbled at night. And then you know, a guy like Duncan who finished second, I you could tell he was emotional. Mm-hmm. Um, you could just see it like in his face. So like the emotions were high. Like they were, they were like the the stakes were high in this thing. And like I, I'm sure, okay, I'm sure like finishing tenth was like it was cool to to make day two and finish ten. But I'll bet you would have you know when you saw the it start to slip away against Duncan, you were probably starting to get bummed. Yeah, it was. You know, um, obviously you saw like the pictures that they took. So I tried to. Be all chipper and happy, but I definitely mm-hmm. was a little, a, a, a big sad man. Big yes, <laughs> I believe yeah, I mean, it. Dude, I, I, like Colin getting ninth broke my fucking heart, dude. I was like, oh, it broke my his God, heart too. It broke it. Man, it was rough. Broke his I, heart I think... right out of the locals. He's, he doesn't play. He didn't play an octagon for like two weeks. He took time off for the first time I've ever seen him take time off. Yeah, I just think like it. A lot of like a lot of people there are like super competitive, right? Like that's a big. We want to be. Mm-hmm. We're there yeah. to win. We're there to do the best we can. And, you know, not hitting that goal. Uh, it does suck, but you know mm-hmm. it leaves a little bit of the fire, you know, a little more hunger. 
That's a little right. more hunger for next year, right? Like, That's you know, right. We didn't, we, we didn't get it, so now we got to try again next year and, you know, take what we learned the previous year, apply it for next year, and keep keep on pushing. But um, Guy at a tournament I played this weekend said, you can't even win anything. And I replied, not with that attitude. Exactly. Like, <laughs> I said, sure you can. You can win the event. <laughs> it doesn't matter if it takes you 20 events to win Worlds, but if you win Worlds, you've done something no one else has. Yeah, for true. That year. Or not, not a lot of people have, right? Yeah, like, come you on, can. you know, that you got to just have that, that fire, like, like just to take the event, just to, like, win, to, you know, of course, like, you to see the top, like, to be so close to the top, of course you want to stand well, on the top. And, and and that's why ninth place is the most crushing. Mm-hmm. I would rather finish the tenth dead is pretty last close, though, I don't, not to undersell Okies. <laughs> yeah. but, well, but also, too, right, like, and that, but that, the, the big thing here, of course, you know, God bless Hunter Nance. The first thing he said was, and I'm still the only North American player to make top eight at Worlds. <laughs> Those were like the first words out of his mouth. But but also, too, right, like that's a big, big improvement over last year. Because um, I think was, I, granted, yes, last year, if I'm not mistaken, Oki, it was just a top eight day two, correct? Yeah, it was just a top eight day two. And I think the only people who had a chance were basically Hunter and uh jordan mm-hmm. i think even i was like mm-hmm. i knew i wasn't gonna be top i was i don't think i was gonna be anywhere close to top eight at all um i think both jordan and i basically bubbled on top 16 as well due to breakers and, uh, something else but yeah so what i was trying to i know trying to like think on the the more positive side of things like sure we didn't top eight this year as an na collective but i think overall um we did better right uh Last year, if we're, if we're talking day two, if we if, if we said last year was top sixteen, only two NA players made day two, right? Technically, if we're comparing, mm-hmm. only two were in the top sixteen. This year was four. Mm-hmm. Um, sure, no no one made top eight this year, but we had three people who could have easily been in the top eight if their T one was better. Sorry, my wife just got home and Tank just went batshit crazy. No, it's okay, dude. We we barely heard him. I'm sure you're just gonna <laughs> you you go deal with you. Okay, I hold the fort. <laughs> it's all Excellent. good. <laughs> but yeah, I think like. Sure, uh, last year Hunter was the only one who made it, but this year there was three people who could have potentially made it if their breakers were better, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and that's huge. Yeah, like that. I think, I think if if three NA players made it off of breakers, like that would have been big. Like, yeah, it would have been. We that, we'd be talking about the exact opposite thing. We'd yeah, be like, oh wow, we agree. But you know, that's just how tournaments are. You know, break like we Anything took L's. Happen, we took yeah. L's when yeah. we shouldn't have took the L's, and that's just a tournament. But I think. I don't want people to feel discouraged, especially at NA, like, oh, like, are we just, we're just never improving. We're not getting better. Like, mm-hmm. if you ask some of the other European players and other players at World this year, they definitely said that NA players are getting better. Like, I think, mm-hmm. I don't want to name names, but I think some of them even, like, lost to, like, four NA players or three NA players. And they're like, wow, I didn't expect to lose to any NA players. And then, like, I think while we did it top eight as an NA collective, I think we did earn a little bit more respect um nice from as far as like a region for other regions so i think that's a positive like sure there was like maybe one or two lol and a posts that probably got deleted but that's it right yeah. How, no mm-hmm. you haven't seen many people be like lol and a since then right yeah because like, it, think... it was a much more competitive tournament for for north america this year by by a mile like if you even if, even if you see it it's more so like a joke like oh that sucks they didn't get it like sure and they had 12 people no one top eight it like but that's a tournament you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um like people ask me going in like who do you think would be top eight and i'm like i assumed like one or two na players would make top eight but i didn't mm-hmm. think more than that because due to the high number of players they're going to cannibalize each other right they're yeah. going to play each other they're going to it's 
it's not likely to happen that more than one or two make top eight. If what's well, the other thing too, right? Is it's like it's not like NA players play against people from other countries every round. So when we all get lose and get knocked out, it's like oh, they're all just beating us. It's like a lot of well, us and, beat ourselves too. Well, like, the per- the perfect example is last round of day one. You got Oki versus Lord Byron. Mm-hmm. Shit, that that literally means one of those guys is done. Like their 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 tournament comes to an end literally right there, and I, I think you hate seeing the stakes kind of you know be you know be high like that. You'd rather I would you would have rather that been Oki versus an international. How player many rounds day, is day one? Byron. Five. Day one, day one was five you rounds. Played three rounds against NA players. Yes, I think Sam played like four rounds against NA players or something. Or five rounds. I don't. A lot of NA players, a lot of NA played a lot of NA players. But that happens if they, if let's say NA players lose round one, there's an extreme high chance they play each other the next round. Mm-hmm. Or if all NA players win round one, there's a high chance they play each other the next round. Like there's just such a high chance of playing NA players versus NA players or EU players versus EU players because of the mm-hmm. den- like twenty. I want to say twenty three of the players were NA EU, right? It was twelve NA, eleven EU. I believe so, yes. So 23 of the 32 were NAEU. So mm-hmm. there's a high chance a lot of EU knocks EU out, NA locks NA out. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Absolutely. But still, like, like you, you, you ideally, you'd it. like there to be a little bit more of a mix. And it's like, those aren't the people who you go to Worlds to play against. Pretty much. <laughs> but yeah. But, I mean, overall, Oki, I know I had a great time. It was, it was a great event to watch as well. And, you know, honestly, I, I think really at the end of the day, you made out as the biggest winner of the entire, entire weekend because of Angelica winning that damn A002 promo in Wolves Den the next day. Yeah. Uh, I, think <laughs> I think outside of, like, top four, Angelica carried me that weekend, basically, yeah. Like everyone, all, all the EU players are like, "Dang, you should just pay for her to travel to be a competitive Wolves End player because right? she just won the A zero two, which is like eight hundred to a grand, right, or something." Mm-hmm. Is she playing? Uh, I think it, she's just playing model. You know, just having fun, like doing what Wolves Den's meant to do is just mm-hmm. play games, have fun, do whatever. And they, no one knew the prizing, and I guess first place was some pendant and an A zero two. Yeah! Wow. So it's like. <laughs> The, cool the collective jaws in that room just dropped when they were like, what? Surely you don't mean an A002. You must mean an A003 or maybe a 1. Surely you didn't say 2 after A00. Yeah, it was... It was A-0-0. there. I, I, I held it. <laughs> exactly. No, I had, I touched it. I It, it, it was there. I, I, I saw it with my own two eyes. Yeah, it was... I think... I wanted to actually add on to that. Like, I think while um, the pricing for Worlds itself, to most people, probably looked a bit lackluster. Um, mm-hmm. It could have been better. I think mean, there's arguments that it's been better than the previous year if you if you compare numeric like monetary value. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know that's a people go back and forth on pricing for that. Like, it, it's good, it's bad, etc. I think what they did right was the making everyone feel like a winner if they didn't win right so like mm-hmm. even if you got knocked out of the tournament you could play in the wolves and on day two for some sweet prizing you can just hang out gunsling they had boss battles they had all this other stuff that you could do on day two so you're not just sitting there twiddling your thumbs mm-hmm. um and then even like when everyone when the eight people got knocked out day two that didn't make top eight 
you know, we we all missed the first draft. Then I talked to the Square Enix people that were running it, you know, Will and all them, and they came up with a box or two boxes to do like another 14 man, 12 man draft, and then threw another 40 packs on top of that with two promo swells and all mm-hmm. for free. By the way, this is all free. Mm-hmm. And just make sure everyone was having a good time. Like it was, it was really cool. It's real, really fun event. Yeah, it was. It was. It was definitely a great way to end the competitive season. Like, I, I don't think it could have ended any better as a spectator or as a player or just as, as a community member, honestly. Yeah, I think they, they did a really good job uh, as far as an event itself. Mm-hmm. It ran smooth for the most part that I, I know. Um, mm-hmm. Everyone had fun yep. that I know of. Uh, like, I think it was just a win all around that they did a really good job. I think there was a lot of skeptical going in because of the, the prizing and mm-hmm. you know not saying names are going to be on the playmats, not knowing the playmats are going to be stitched, not knowing, like, mm-hmm. not knowing a lot of the unknowns, which sucks, but they can't just announce it off the bat. But um, overall, it was probably one of the best events you know I've been to, at least, and maybe other people themselves as well, uh, which is what mm-hmm. you would hope from a Worlds event, right? You want it to be one of the best events you attend. So I think they I'll, that. I'll, I'll put it this way, man. If you can't make it to Worlds as a player... You need you need to grease somebody's palm and try at least be a plus one. Oh, I've already like <laughs> I've already <I'm> talked to, <laughs> I've already talked to people about Singapore next year and like because we don't know how we're qualifying for Singapore next year, right? Or mm-hmm. how many fights we get. But I've told everyone like if you you should if you can save money aside so that if you can somehow be someone's plus one, that trip to Singapore is gonna be sick. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. you. If you can't make it, you want to try to make it off your own dime and just bunk with somebody or something like yep. that. That's my backup plan. That's other people's backup plan. Like set aside money, budget, like, I don't know, a hundred, hundred something dollars a month leading up because it's probably gonna be a really expensive ticket mm-hmm. and be like prepared. And then if guess what? Best case scenario, if you just qualify, now you just pocket that money and use it on something else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like, uh, I just, I just recommended that to everybody if, if they think they could be someone's plus one or whatnot it's, i think just being there is so sweet no absolutely yep uh dulles to singapore we're right around nine hundred dollars wow yeah it's i think when i checked it was like 1200 or something so Rough. this is gonna i really hope i can qualify but if not i'm gonna be saving some money every month just in case <laughs> there you go there you go. So, you know, again, great, you know, great way to end the season. Oki, you're always just a great ambassador for this game. And, you know, we love, you know, hearing the, the you know, the, the stories just right there from the belly of the beast, um, you know, and there's no doubt in my mind you'll be back at Worlds next year as a player. Um, but, you know, that's not to say, you know, we, we have, we, we've had, hey, gang, we've had a lot of fun here on the RVA Returners podcast, but now we got to have some veggies here with our steak. I don't like veggies, um, man. Uh, but you know what? We gotta have them. They'll help you grow. They'll help you grow. They help you and that's grow. What we're trying to They're do. critical gonna... to growth. Exactly. They help, they help the digestive system. I guess that's worth. It. Exactly, and boy, we've got something to digest. <laughs> so you know, we're you know, world is over. Everybody's gearing up for next season. You know, everyone's playing a great meta right now. Opus Ten is a great time to be playing the game. I don't think we can say that enough on this podcast. There's gold in them there hills, and you need to be exploring. You need to be mining. And, that's right. And I think right now, you know, one of the things that's been kind of weird for people, um, 
you know, we, we look at what's going on in the world. There's been some masters events against, and stop me if I'm wrong or I'm misinterpreting something. There's been some masters events that I want to say count towards next season. There's, I don't know if they count towards next season for sure, mm-hmm. but they, they got, they, it looks like a regular masters event that would. Mm-hmm. So. And they've had a couple of them already. There's been a couple of them. And the, the trophy is really, really sick. It's like the the Bach, the, the cover art for Final Fantasy VII, like, um, you know, Cloud standing in front of the Shinra Corporation. Yeah, the remake, dude. And, like, the yeah. coloring on that is so cool. Like, that, like, it's deep sick. green, like, the marble green. Like, oh, God, they look yeah. hot. They look hot. It's sick. So there are a couple, there are a couple officials, official events in. Uh, obviously, the Winter Cup we've talked about. There, Oki, you said there are, what, over 130 players registered for this event already? There's a big number. I don't know the exact number, but, you know, hearing whispers, there's a big, big number. All right, so we've got that one. And Winter Cup is always, you know, that's always a big event for them. So, and stop me if I'm wrong, Oki, doesn't that have a spot that gets them towards competitive progress for the next season? This is like their first competitive event, correct? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. I think the Winter Cup is more so like, at least last year, it was more so end the year off. Like mm-hmm. have one final event of the year to end the season off purely for fun with some sweet prizing. I don't mm-hmm. think because I know people like Alex, Josh, and Rob aren't playing the event. So mm-hmm. I, are they doing commentary again this year? Because I know uh, um, when, didn't they do it last year? Wasn't it Rob and I, I can't spoil what they're doing. Oh, fair. <laughs> but but I do know that they're going to be there, just not playing in the event. Um, okay, sick. So if they were playing, I mean, if the if the event was for a, for a competitive reason, I would imagine they'd be playing. Sure. So, Okay, I'm gonna lean on the side of that. I don't think there is. Well, that's good to know. That, that is it's, good. It's a to pure know. fun of pure fun off season event. Sweet mm-hmm. prizing the the lawn rain play mat the lawn. Oh suite, yeah, like all the all the juice. The gill shop that they're doing seems really really sick. Very very reminiscent of like the Star City prize wall. I think that's really really cool. Chris, I was at um, PAX Unplugged this weekend, and mm-hmm. almost every single card game that I saw upstairs that had a presence had a prize wall. Dude, so the lads unleashed were at PAX Unplugged. That's right. Yeah, they sure were. <laughs> no, and that's cool. And I, I think that's that's the way to do things. Um, and so that that's good. That that's good to see that happening. That's a big event for them. And then I, you know, we get to us here in North America, and what we've got going on right now, um, we've got this um, essentially a community. It's a community contest. But what this community contest does, and we've talked about this before, it becomes a build-your-own tournament, which is the uh, which is called a Summoner's Cup. Um, you can see on look on the North America page. You can see all the details. Everybody right now has a chance to win. All you have to do is throw an event during the time, and you know you submit that entry, you know, with pictures and just talk about the event, and you could be one of the winners, one of the two winners each month between now and I believe the end of February to get the chance to host one of these events. Um, now, make the winners sure for the public. first month... Make sure you post it public. Yes, po- make sure you're posted. <laughs> Learn from the previous mistakes. Um, and the winners for that first one were... I, I, you know, I, I apologize. I know it was a shop in Texas. Um, I can't remember the name. I, I, we won the other one. We were announced first, then oh, they, they were announced. The, it was the Warrior of Light tournament. Yes, the Warrior of yeah, Light yeah. tournament. I don't know exactly um, the name of the store, but... We can yep, and I sincerely apologize for that. Um, 
but they won the second one. And they actually announced their event. Their event's going to be taking place on the same weekend as the reunion, which is January 11th. Uh, we officially announced ours today. Ours is going to be January 25th down at Jersey's. Uh, we're doing, you know, the Summoner Cup, and we're having like a precursor title tournament as well for some prizes. So it's going to be a nice. It's going to be a nice day. We may stream it. We're going to we're working out the logistics on that. Um, if we can stream it. Because this doesn't have any, you know, competitive season ramifications, I'll probably do commentary with Adam Duncan. Um, I know I said I wasn't going to do any commentary, but that's for competitive events, and I feel like this is a community celebration, so I'll do it. Uh, but wait, real quick, real quick. So yeah, this is why we don't know the name of the store, Chris, because the store is called the local game store. Well, there it is. <laughs> it's just, it's just this store is literally called LGS. <laughs> Sick. Well, there it is. It's been in front of us the whole time. That's right. But, you know, there's been some confusion with these and there's been some some backlash. I, I don't want to I don't want to I, I don't want to use the word negativity, but it has been, and there's some been some constructive criticism along the way. Um, one of the things that, you know, if you I got the official rules pulled up and one of the things it says, and okay, then I'm gonna let you kind of talk about it because you you've been very vocal about this and what's gone on and the big thing and, and everybody needs to know this before you submit your entry there is a um, I gotta I gotta pull it up here so there's a, a, a some wording here that the summoner cup tournament kit must be used to run a summoners cup final fantasy trading card game tournament this is verbatim at a date and time to be greet uh, to be agreed upon with the sponsor and the sponsor in this case is square enix um, and each winner must coordinate with the sponsor regarding the timing and operation of the tournament. So that's how it's written in in the actual rules document. But what's happening is, is people are being asked to throw this event like two weeks. I don't know if that's just because we have nothing lined up for December or, you know, because obviously you've got Winter Cup happening in December, which, which is a big thing for EU. And December's kind of flatlined for us. But at the same time, I don't. When I say flatline for us, I mean that in an official capacity. Because John, our calendar's fucking full for December. No oh boy, is it, man? Well, our calendar is full. Off. But I think that's something that everyone needs to know. That you'll probably be asked to do it by a certain time first before the negotiation starts. And I, I want to note too. I think the Winter's Cup was announced before our nationals too it was it was announced a long time ago so so there were two in like their defense the winter's cup has had a lot of time to mm -hmm. prepare as to where if if the winners were to win mm -hmm. what, what would be a fair time frame you say then to, to get Hon honestly like to put on something like this and this comes from and, and you know i know clearly you've run a bunch of tournaments out there you know with the meta potion circuit having the success that it has I, th I feel like you straight up, I think six weeks is a minimum, an absolute minimum to throw an event that's going to be on the scale that they want these things to be on. Um, that's why, as we were talking through, we, we, that's why we landed on January, because that's like the, like the earliest. We ideally would have loved to have thrown this thing in like February, maybe even early March. But the problem is, the further out you get, the more unknown it becomes because, you know, we haven't heard a lick of competitive season announcement yet. And 
you know, you could want to do one of these things out in February or March, but then it's like, oh, LQs are kicking off. Oh, uh, these other competitive events are kicking off. Crystal Cup's kicking off. So then these things are going to get lost in the shuffle. So I understand the need for these events and to have them thrown in a, in a certain time frame. I get that. But it's we're, we're, we're cutting it a little close, don't you think, boys? Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, I think given two weeks to get – because here's the thing. So my understanding is it's not just on the store to organize. It's on the community because the community mm-hmm. is going to be the people who attend, right? So yep. let's say you win. If you're given two weeks, you have to come up with feedback from the community, what weekend works best for your community. Mm-hmm. And then after you confirm that, it's like what weekend works best for people outside your community who may want to attend. And mm-hmm. then what weekend works best for the store too? Because what if the store has like a magic event that weekend or whatever? Like yep. there's a lot of things that go into making the event, timing the event, coming up with, you know, a way to advertise the event. And mm-hmm. having to do that in two weeks is very strict. It's impossible. It's absolutely impossible. And not to mention that we had two, we already have two events in December that people are traveling for. Like there's no way, no one's doing a third one, especially because the other thing too, um, and this is the last thing I'm going to say that I'm again, I'm gonna let you take over. Okay. Cause um, you know, it, it's, I, I guess it's easy to have, be a, you know, be a critic when we won one of these events, right? It's first world problems, right? Oh, we've got to throw this awesome event. God, you know, like it's, but we, we're not going to spit on the grassroots events that we already scheduled and people put time into that people, you know, people have committed to going like the triple crown up in, uh, gamers heaven we're not going to be like sorry summoners cup's going to happen that weekend sorry guys we're not coming why don't y'all come to ours instead why don't you come to our you know official event instead then the next day we've got the the team trios event down at um down at gamers uh game theory sorry game he- gamers heaven game theory we're a lot of games happening a lot of games but i'm not gonna you know call up ryan galloway and be like hey sorry bud we've got summoner cup this weekend Fuck a team trio. Why don't y'all come do our event? Like I already you know, committed to these. We've things. got play art figures, man. We got Cactuar promos, man. <laughs> like, like I, that. That's not good form. I, I don't think that's that's. Granted, I don't expect I don't expect Square to understand that you know that to know that they're every every single event that's happening. But I also don't think there should be an expectation of a two week turnaround. Or three weeks, for that matter. Like, um, like even a month. Like, I, I'm sorry. Like, like Oki said, you talked about like that. You got to find a weekend for your community. That alone could put it over a month out. Then you've got to find a weekend for people in the surrounding areas. You could be looking at another month, and then you got to advertise. So, I mean, you're looking at six to eight weeks, like minimum. Yeah. And but, all that work is on the community, not the store. Yes. Um. I. I don't. And look, listen. Maybe I'm being harsh. <laughs> but I'm, but I, I love community. Okay, I'm gonna leave with this. I love community contests. I think they're great. I love seeing what other communities, because you know we're so spread out. The United States is huge. We there's what's happening in Texas, North Dakota, Arizona, California, Virginia, Jersey. Everybody's doing something different. But it's not on us to play community manager for the next three months like i would rather i would rather these community contests be something kind of like it was before hey enter this contest get a really cool 
cloud figure or a stack of something or something like this, like a tournament kit, like an OP kit that other games just give out every month for, you know, like do something like that, like some kind of crazy OP kit that you can use to celebrate your community and, you know, make, make it the caveat that, Hey, you've got to let us know when you're going to throw this. We want pictures. We want to put this on our Facebook page. We want to, we want to have these results. We want to see how this ended up. So let, um, me, let me drill into this just, just a little bit. So what do you please think, do, man. what do you think exactly is the disconnect that we're here between like that and where we're at here? Is it because these are called, Something like Summoner's Cups, or is it because of the increased type of prizing that makes them, uh, like, less casual or something? Like, where do you think that, like, because they are essentially sending us this prize kit, right? So, mm-hmm. just kind of, like, what makes it feel so much different than that? I, I see, and that's the thing. Like, I don't know. I think because it's coming from the mothership, like, you know, we've thrown, like... Okay, John, we've thrown tournaments where the prize gets a Luna Freya play arcs. Like that's that's nothing normal. You know, we have, you know, most stores, I say we shit, clearly not us, but people will get packs of promos to give out. Like they'll have, you know, other stores will have stacks of glassias or stacks of older promos to give out. Now the Cactuar promo is really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, because those are kind of exclusive up until this point. Um, and we'll we'll circle back to that that verbiage in a second as well. Um, I, I honestly don't know, but I think the, what the problem I'm having is, is when I, you know, I went down what's happening in other scenes is they've got official events scheduled Mm -hmm. that, that, you know, that we don't, that the footwork is just, Hey, it's at this store. You know, the community is not having to like, all right, fuck, well, let's look at our calendars. Like, am I available then? Are they available then? Like, it, we're, we're, we're trying to create petite cups, but we're we're having to do the footwork for them. Right, so that, I, I think maybe that's it right there, right? So the disconnect is, like, um, when we got the cloud for winning the community contest last year, it had mm-hmm. no strings anywhere attached. It was whenever mm-hmm. we want to give it, however we want to give it. And and honestly, yep. we didn't even hold a tournament for it. What we did is we gave people a ticket that mm-hmm. every single time they attended one of our tournaments for the mm-hmm. next three or four months, you got a mm-hmm. ticket and the ticket went into the thing and then we pulled out a winner after three months. That gave everybody who participated in the community mm-hmm. a chance. And the more you participated in the community, the higher your chances were, right? So it was like, yep. that seems like a, a fair kind of way because it's awkward. You get this prize that a lot of people earned. Mm-hmm. How does everybody get to like kind of enjoy the benefits of it? And that's that's part of this is like, we had so many different people from different states. So we ha- we need time to plan something that they can all... Mm-hmm. enjoy as well so it's like maybe it's kind of the like just up we didn't have this up front so it almost feels like there's almost a bad taste where oh no like we're sorry we maybe wouldn't submit in november if we knew we had to host it two weeks and somebody else who can who doesn't have like a bunch of events or, or just like other events not a bunch of events not like we're like dying drowning and plentiful you know but you know like um like we're not trying to take things from other people and that kind of ends up being what it feels like and it never felt that way in the community contest last time agreed it agreed. never felt no. like i was taking a statue from somebody else but this feels like i took a tournament from someone yep i, I think it feels like that too because 
Um, the the difference between these ones and the previous is there's also a trophy tied for first place, right? A Square Enix like official trophy. So that <laughs> yeah, that. so that's the thing is it kind of makes it it's because it's like it's it's an official tournament created and hosted and planned in a completely unofficial way with like an official booster shot. Mm-hmm. Now, Oki, like I said, you, you actually um, had a really big thread on this on one of the Facebook pages. And it was actually, well, it, it, it kind of got locked under a Kyle Peters comment. So, I mean, by that, I mean, that's where like the, the discussion started happening. And it was a healthy discussion. Okay, let's let's go ahead and hear your take on this whole situation because I know um you know you were involved you know you had one of the tournaments in that first month, which I mean by all by all accounts on my end it sounded like it was an awesome tournament out there in Vegas. Yeah, um, I guess I'll clear it up now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so people who don't know, um, first of all, um, a lot of my posts they may have come off, they may have been worded poorly, and I'm not trying to take away from you guys or the Texas you know, community or any of the other communities that submitted event. I'm not trying to say that they didn't deserve it. You didn't deserve it. Anyone doesn't deserve it. Uh, the point I was trying to make is I think everyone deserves it. Um, and it just looked bad because I said something because I lost, right? Like no matter how I, no matter what I say, people are just going to be like, Oh, Oki lost. He's salty, blah, blah, blah. Like, mm-hmm. sure, of course I'm upset. I lost, but that's not the point of why I'm making those comments you know mm-hmm. people are like well if oki one would have made those comments then like yeah i if if i wouldn't have made those comments someone else would have made those comments dude we won and it feels bad like and yeah. and, if, and if if i didn't make those comments someone else would have made those comments and then if let's say next month i would maybe maybe would have made those comments if i saw something i didn't like like i think what people need to understand is one i'm not trying to take away from anyone who won those events um mm-hmm. two we didn't win because of something we messed up on, which mm-hmm. we found out later. Uh, could it have been prevented? Yes. If I was messaged about the issue before closing the submissions, I could have easily affixed it. Uh, I wasn't specifically messaged, so I couldn't resolve it. You know, you know, tough luck, whatever life goes on. Um, but the, the point is, not only does it make my community feel bad for throwing a big event and not even getting, we didn't even get a mention. It was like an honorable mention. Like mm-hmm. it's like, we didn't even exist. And it, there's like legendary wolf games also posted. I think Arizona or the central Cali, like everyone hosts great events and no one else got honorable mentions or like, it just feels like we're competing against each other for organized play when no other region is competing against each other. They're just given. It's like, other regions are the consumer and Square is saying, as a consumer, I know you want this. You're having this regardless of what you say. And we're like, mm-hmm. as a consumer, we want this. They're like, okay, you can compete for it. And then hopefully you get it. And then after you get it, you can run it. Like that's might mm-hmm. sound harsh, but that's like what it feels like from a community perspective. Well, that's also exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. And Oki, I, I, I don't even want to tell you the, the messages that John, me, and Adam Duncan have had like the last week because of the undue stress. Again, I hate say first world problems, but having to do this thing and run it, like John said, you put it perfectly. We won and we feel bad that we won. And, and like yeah, for, sure. for the record, I feel like we squeaked in as the second. Like like those that other event was very impressive. That yeah, Texas absolutely. event, the kind of stuff that they were giving out and the stuff they were doing and everything, I was like, shit. Like we gotta step up a little more. 
Like mm-hmm. they they were very impressive. I feel like honestly, Metal Potion might have beat us if if they submitted properly. Like so well, so we're not taking this away from the other ago. community. Like like it's hard. It's a hard contest. But like that's the thing is is how bad does it feel when like man we put a lot of work and planning into the Ultros Cup and like to feel like like you feel like all right I did the thing like I did the best I could do. I can't do it again. Like right. <laughs> So, that so that's it. what I was trying to. That's what I was trying to get across in my message to like. I've had side chats as well with other people. Is like, everyone that submits an event wants to win. Mm-hmm. However, there's only two winners. So let's say you run, you have ten communities hold ten events of the same caliber, and you can only have two of those winners. That makes the other eight feel like worse. You know, dev, playing devil's advocate, you could be like, oh well, you know what? I got a free. I got a quote unquote free event out of that month because I wanted to made the event if I didn't have a reason to submit one and I'll just try again next month. And sure, that's like the very positive outlook on it. But let's 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 take it a little deeper. Let's say we're given what eight events between December, day December, January, February, March, right? So that's four months. That's two events per month. That's eight events. All right. Let's say we only have ten events submitted every one of those months. The same ten events, all good events. Only eight of those ten get events. The other two who submitted every single month don't get a shot. Tough luck. Mm-hmm. Like that sucks. Ugh. Imagine submitting for four months to in great events, and you don't even you don't get to win one. And, okay, so and like all three of us have TO'd and mm-hmm. organized events, and it is work. you know, like like <laughs> yeah, it's not that it's not work for screening. So I'm not getting paid for it. All right, <laughs> it's work. It also costs us money most yeah, of the it's time. Work, like it costs it's me money. money. It's like definitely that. personal money, personal time. It's a sacrifice, right, for the benefit of your community. And, and, and it feels weird, like, how, like, I can't sacrifice, like, back-to-back. Like, I can't, like, that's a lot for me to, like, try again to win this if I didn't win it. You know? Yeah, and, and then... And, like, your community's you? hoping that, that your community's kind of like, like, hey, Oki, we, we're on a Summoner Cup, what happened? Like, didn't, don't you put together these events for us? Like, and, like, yeah, that feels then, bad. You, like, like, I don't want to feel like I let anyone down. Yeah, and then what sucks too is comparing to other regions where they don't even have, like, their communities don't even have to do that. They just are told, here's an event, here's where it's at. You can come, you can don't come. It's up to you, but this is what's going to happen. And it's like, mm-hmm. they don't have, their other communities don't have to go through the stress of, like, creating these events, submitting, hoping. Um, and like I said, playing on the, the other side, the more positive side is that you wouldn't have created these events, most likely, unless you're going to try to win. So, worst case scenario, you're getting an event you created. But, that's putting more stress on you as a community when you why can't you just why can't shops just be given kits to run events every month during the off season and the shops just run them and then okay, of- I've been saying that shit for 12 <laughs> months 12 months yeah there's like, too much lock and key in this game too like, much like during the off season why can't they just have like quote unquote off season kits if if that's the goal if the summer's cup's goal is to get community involvement and do all that why can't we just have these kits that are sent to you know all the stores mm-hmm. during the off season and have the stores run the events, like yep. have it be be between Square and the store. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I I agree a lot because like you said, we're we're basically getting like employed, <laughs> like you know, like I'm, I'm the I'm already paying to enjoy this hobby, like I'm buying into this, and now I gotta work for free. <laughs> to play it <laughs> like 
<laughs> I mean, like I, I'm laughing at myself as I say this because because of, of how it sounds. It sounds ridiculous. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't want to sound like a negative Nancy. I, that's the thing is, I'm trying not to like yeah devolve, you know. But like, that's really, I, I'm, I'm like a volunteer. Like, I, I don't want to come off negative, and I'm sure it, it's hard to get my point across without pointing out the negatives. But I also want to point out the positives. Of, mm-hmm. Like last year, we didn't get a trophy, all those promos and stuff for the community you know events this year we got we get more stuff so like from square's perspective they're like we're giving you more for these events and you're still unhappy so you're never going to be happy right and i i can understand their frustration from that perspective but i don't think they're understanding what we want and we're not understanding what they're trying to do it's probably both ways from a community to a square perspective um and and i think these events right they are they are right you probably like maybe other communities might not have put on these events without knowing they have a chance so like worst case scenario they get an event every month like sure but i don't think a majority of convent uh, event uh, i don't think a majority of the community events feel that way i think they say oh i want to win one of those so i'm going to try for a few for two months if i don't win like that sucks because i can only try for these two months due to time constraints like these are the Mm -hmm. only two months i have to try and if i don't win like that sucks but I guess it is what it is. And like that feeling sucks as a community when you, when our community is already as small, like at least it feels small. It's like you're, you're having two small fish fight for the one piece of food. Yeah. And, and, and I think that's, that's really the heart of the issue. Um, again, we're seeing other communities have events, whether they have competitive season implications or not. They've got events scheduled. And like you said, Oki, can you make it to this one? No? Okay, well, there'll be another one. Or it was announced far enough in advance that it's like, oh, man, I really want to go to that. I'll go ahead and make the arrangements now or as soon as I can for this event coming up in five months, four months. Um, Now, I don't know if there's, you know, that kind of oversight where you can, they have the ability to play. I mean, when I say they, I mean I'm talking about North America specifically because clearly EU can schedule events, you know, five, six months out or, you know, four or five months out. In their defense, EU is a lot smaller. Yes, than, I, I, that was actually so- going to be my next point. Everything's like a two-hour train ride away. You know, that's being general, but it is a lot smaller for sure. It, it's not an easy task to do mm-hmm. RB's job to come up with off-season events that make everyone happy. Oh, oh sure. Tried, absolutely. I've, absolutely. I've tried several times myself to think of how can I expand MetaPotion events for the community, and I just can't figure out how to do it to make mm-hmm. it better for everybody. I can only figure it out to make it better for my community because it's more controlled and it's more smaller. Like, if we're trying to compare mm-hmm. my community to Europe and then trying to expand those same events to NA, it's very hard. So it I is. totally understand Mm-hmm. Um, how hard it is but there that's what i think the brainstorming needs to happen like maybe talk with other community leaders or talk to other so i was just gonna say that like this is huge right i think if we had had a chat about this we could have told this is this was coming from a mile away the day that this was announced we were like uh so i gotta like do a tournament to earn a tournament like like i don't know like i think that a conversation of like, hey, we're thinking about doing this change to community contest is like pretty significant. Like, there are a lot of us who are are freely willing to offer our opinion and and like not for nothing, like uh there's a significant amount of players who, you know, community spoilers there's a significant amount of players under NDA. Like, use mm-hmm. that, right? Yeah. Like 
like we literally can beta test like ideas or just like like it's not even that like not even testing something like just just bounce ideas off like a collective or like have people opt in uh like maybe just have judges like opt in to to chat with you know like something like you can filter it down so that you're not getting like you know basically posting in the facebook group but it's just like i feel like there's um like that disconnect that we talk about between what we want and what they think we want right we can bridge mm -hmm. that gap right but it's kind of up to them yeah that's that's what i think i said earlier is that there's definitely a disconnect for both sides and i think we need to fix mm -hmm. that um, I wanna, I wanna think, put put a tinfoil hat on real quick though. Um, I think the way that the that Square has planned these Summoners Cups is more so along the lines of like, here's an event that you can have. If you get it, cool. If not, you shouldn't be too upset about it. Well, that's not how we feel. That's how Square feels, and I think they're doing it from a budget perspective because I mm -hmm. think the way they're doing it, right, is not costing them much. Right. So in my mind. These events, at least how I'm trying to look at it after spending a lot of time thinking about it, how I'm perceiving these events are, we're trying to conserve our budget, so here's how we're going to try to keep those, some people happy during the off-season. It's not going to keep everyone happy, but it's going to do something to keep a handful of people happy, mm -hmm. and we're going to save money, and then we're going to add more events to the competitive scene, mm -hmm. and we're going to bump the pricing on the competitive scene events, and you guys are going to love it. That's what I think is the motive behind these Summoner's Cups. Yeah, that's, and that'd be great. That'd that's be an Okimoto.exe for you, just so you that's know. Yeah, yeah, I, mean, I mean, it's fair. Like, the budget stuff always just... I, I just sit here scratching my head, man. I think about the first Crystal Cup I ever went to, where there was a playmat at every spot, and we had rented a ballroom in a hotel. And I'm thinking, like, shit, that caught, that seemed, that, I literally walked into that room and thought, like, shit, Square is throwing money at this thing. I have never, I haven't played events for a long time. I've never seen playmats at the table for us. Mm -hmm. Like, and, and it was, I was impressed. And then it's like, uh, next year we switched to hosting Crystal Cups at stores. And it's like, well, shit, we did an awful lot of work to host a Crystal Cup at Battlegrounds. And it's like, um, definitely saving a lot of money on all kinds of things there and and like some of it goes into like prizing and other things like that but i feel like prizing is pretty similar boston crystal cup to i mean okimoto you have yeah. one boston crystal cup and other crystal cups i don't know if there's a huge difference in like in what prizing. you got for that but i'm just like i don't know I, I feel like uh we used to be willing to like spend a lot more on the same stuff uh, well, well the difference is this year they did worlds invites to them so that's a Pretty yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. I mean, outside the number of, that, of worlds though, the pricing, Outside of that, though, I think the pricing has gotten, I want to say, less for first place, but more for top eight, if that makes sense. So, so well, that's good. And, last and what I year, say, I'm not trying to say, like, I'm upset with, like, I'm not even trying to tackle the pricing necessarily on this. I'm just saying, like, hey, we're we cut like a lot of opulence like like we we definitely trimmed stuff and yeah so i i think we did trim but there's other areas that we got added that it's hard for us personally to put a value to because we perceive that what they're putting is quote-unquote free from screen excite right so for example mm -hmm. they we lost trophies but got playmats and we've all made mm -hmm. playmats we know how much it costs to make playmats so we assume that playmats are a lot cheaper than trophies, so we are losing costs. Mm -hmm. Even though 
those playmats are having customizable art. We don't know if they have to pay for that art or not. Like, there's other interests. I know that they didn't pay for mo- <laughs> for any of the Crystal Cup art, but yeah. Okay. But, but but just an example, right? <laughs> right, like, right. Like that, so they took away top four trophies, only did it to first. The first place trophy looks cooler than the previous year. Top eight all gets a playmat, which is basically your quote-unquote trophy of that Crystal Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, the draft events, everyone gets five packs that normally wouldn't have gotten five packs um, for top 32. Um, granted, five packs to us is like, a drop in the bucket because we we assume that's cheap. That's nothing on screen excited. Like it should be boxes of cards or something. Right? It really like, something. It, like product is grossly held back in this game for some reason. Like I don't get it. Like yeah, so, they're like, oh, you got top one twenty eight at Pokemon. Here's a box and a half. Like the fuck. Yeah. So like from our perspective as a community, like we see getting product and stuff like that, or quote unquote items from the Square Enix leftover bin or whatever you want to call it that we that we perceive it right. Like so to us, we're like. I don't want to say ungrateful, but like for us, we feel we compare the monetary value of the items that we can win at the events, and it just doesn't seem equatable to the cost of even going to the event. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what gets gets people. I mean, yeah, we're we're a smaller game, but like again, like I say that we, you know, we've all played other card games. <laughs> what I try to tell people, like Final Fantasy, yeah, I'm traveling for this thing. They're like, oh, what can you win? And I'm like, who? yikes, how do I dodge answering this question, honestly? Yeah. Ha. Oh, oh, shit. I can, I, I can win product. I just keep it like that. So so what's weird to me is the is the non-foil and foil sets. Like, I would assume if someone's winning an event, they probably already have most of the cards, so why yep. would they need more of the same cards? It's not like this game holds value like Magic where you can go sell all these cards for infinite money then like make money that way mm, but you can like drop um, them the only... and things like that like honestly and even then like uh like i've sold boxes to stores or, or to other players like but like so i'm saying like the, the, the sets not boxes themselves. oh, oh like... sets of cards sorry i'm sorry yeah, yeah when yeah. they give you like the, the uh well the foil set is cool but the non-foil says like yeah wait i literally had to buy these to win the foil set <laughs> became much more lucrative when full arts were included well yeah mm-hmm. Because now you get full arts in that foil set. So you will get the foil card and then full art version of that foil card from mm-hmm. those sets, which makes the foil sets insane mm-hmm. now. Like, so much value. Yeah. Like, I think Sam got a play set of foil Opus 10 for winning nationals. That's got to be, like, two grand or something, right? Something ridiculous. For yeah. Include all the full arts at the time. Mm-hmm. Like, something ridiculous. So that, I could see why holding value. But, like, the non-foil sets is kind of like, here's your consolation prize that's kind of like whatever yeah and like you said john you've got this already you had to have that to win mm-hmm. yeah so it's like ah uh, i i, I kind of want to see them leaning away from stuff like that and using it for something else but like but coming up with those foil sets and non-foil sets probably cost them nothing at least that's what we think it costs them nothing mm-hmm. but so... the thing is so i think that product like being giving out uh you know let's say top 16 and even top 16 is like eight packs and that that is nothing right and like there are a lot of players who um like who are on that kind of trying to break into competitive where like maybe they as far as card pool can build like one or two competitive decks and they're really trying to like fine-tune that one deck and i mean like, that's how i used to get a lot of cards when i first started playing competitively in other card games it's, it's like you'd get top 32 you'd get top 16 and you would just like facilitate you'd get product you like get a lot more of cards be able to do more and it kind of like it, it bridges the gap between like that super casual player who shows up and basically walks away from a Crystal Cup with their their entry stuff that they bought, right? <laughs> and, and like there is actually some like something for the the middle top middle kind of performances. Mm-hmm. I mean, we I got what we got a playmat. 
we got a playmat top 16 Boston. Yep. Like, why, like, come on, eight packs is like, man, uh, worth waking up early at least. Yeah, sorry, I hope we didn't get off track from. The... Oh no, it's no, no, good. it's all it's all relevant. That's the thing. It's all relative. It's all it's all it all goes hand in hand with this topic. And and I think the real question we're trying to ask here, Oki, is how do we fix it? Like, what what's what's the best way to do this? Well, that's what I'm trying to. Identify. Is it on us to fix though? Right? Like we correct. I think, yeah, I think. It sucks, but I think Facebook is the biggest social platform that we have to voice outside of Twitter. Mm -hmm. And I think as a community, it's shown in the past where if we voice our opinions, as long as it's constructive and like professional and not just complaining to complain and provide valid feedback and like reasonings behind it and maybe suggestions, they do look at it and they do take it into consideration. So that's a big reason why I kind of pushed the envelope, I guess, more on the Facebook group when I was saying my opinion on it, because I think I'm not saying everything that I am suggesting or talking about is correct. I don't expect people to agree with me. I actually would expect people to disagree with me, tell me why, and then maybe we can come up with an even better solution. Yeah, um, like that's great. Like, please, please. And I, I think, like, I think for the most part, the, all those conversations were pretty healthy. Like, even mm -hmm. Europe chimed in a little bit. I think. I think maybe if no immediate action is taken this year, it's something that they're going to take into consideration next year, and that's all I can ask for. Mm -hmm. And it's like uh, we're not upset with them. We're just kind of like we're confused. Who is this for? Yeah, who's this? <laughs> well, right, I laugh uh, because uh, we've uh, asked uh, this question on the cast before. No, we definitely Who have. And, and what I'm saying is. I'm all for contests. I'm all for celebrating the community that, to be honest, the community is what has kept this game alive for the last two years. Like, there's just no two ways to it. You know, now we're going to go ahead and pull community proactivity off the wall where it's been all of this whole cast because, like, let's be honest, these grassroots movements, these, these, local, these local communities that put on these killer events that dip into their own pockets to create these amazing events – they're the reason the game is successful. Like that's just, that's just call it what it is. But a lot of times it gets to the point where in most card games, the the success is determined by its competitive scene, and you do feel bad that if you don't, if the the way you get some off season action is to potentially take that action from somebody else, and the ones who don't win are just twiddling their dicks for the next three months. You know that's that's a hard pill to swallow. That is it really thing. is. It's um, it's hard to get people to start playing the game when mm -hmm. I don't have anything to like. There's nothing for me to point at. Like right now, the future is a question mark. Um, mm -hmm. it's hard to get people to come play locals and stuff and get get them excited for stuff right now. Um, mm -hmm. and and I think it's like it's crazy because it's as soon as. Like, like we, a lot of people locally near me, I mean, like, um, the guys who founded my local, like, Rob, Steve, some of these guys, I mean, these guys have busted their ass to, like, hmm. create a scene, and as soon as you stop, like, the second you stop working that hard, people start leaving, and it's just a fault, you know, they don't, there's, it's so difficult to provide an incentive to come to locals, and that's weird, too, and, like, but I feel like it's on me, and it's, like, it shouldn't be, right, like, like, people should be coming to this game like like there should be things drawing them here um mm -hmm. besides the community like working so hard to draw people here mm -hmm. it's kind of crazy i have to sell the thing i want to buy 
that like that's probably the best way to put it. And like, I, I'm and a consumer, I think, and I have to try right. to get other consumers. Is this a pyramid scheme? Is this a reverse funnel <laughs> system? <laughs> Where do I put my feet? <laughs> God, man, yeah, I, I don't know, man, and I I feel like we're the only community that's having this issue. By that I mean North America, and I I get it. We have a lot more territory to cover. That uh, no bones are made about that. So yes, it is harder when you have different people that are so far away. Like, you know, it's a six. If I wanted to go jam with Cody, that's a sixteen-hour car ride. Mm-hmm. If I want to go jam with Oki, that's a five-hour, four hundred-dollar flight. You know what I mean? Like sixty-dollar Uber. Six. It, yeah, <laughs> it's it's not it's not cheap to yeah. to want to you know partake in these communities and it's it's just tough that we we have to kind of kind of stick it to each other on this one to you know because i know there was a lot of a lot of comments that were made that you know communities like ours who have busted our ass to establish ourselves and we throw awesome events and groups like metapotion that have busted their ass created events that like we shouldn't win because people know what we do like we don't it I guess like you don't see us struggle, right? Like we're always like, oh, here's an event. We just casually threw a 50 person tournament. It doesn't just happen though. Like, come on. Right. That's what I'm saying. It definitely doesn't. And I can get, I can understand why a smaller community would be, would feel alienated because like, it's like they, 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 they feel, they felt like they never even had a shot. They're literally like, it's like an, they, they feel like the infant getting in the boxing ring with Mike Tyson. Like you don't have it's, it's you don't have a chance, and but you, you know if what? you're a smaller community you shouldn't feel that way. Uh, absolutely, uh, and this is kind of where you know what Oki and Chris here on the RVA Returners cast we're not we're not doom and gloom. You know we we have built a lot for and with the community, and what we have to talk about is like this is kind of like we just want to matter of factly state like this is where we're at right. This is what we're mm-hmm. thinking about right now, and obviously. The, the follow-up question is, like, you know, we're, we got to do something. We got to fix it. Um, it shouldn't all be on us, of course. But I think that this is, this, um, for now, guys, it is, right? And we can hope that soon we get some more information and soon it's not. And, yeah, we're, you know, we're, we got to kind of figure out the Summoner's Cups. But the thing is, all three of us, we all love this game and, and we want this game to keep growing. And so right now mm-hmm. we have voiced, you know, the things that we think. We need to do better. We've given some suggestions for for maybe ways we could go about it. But I think that I, I don't want local scenes to get discouraged. Like, like listening to this because honestly, guys, like we are doing a kick ass job. All of us around the everybody who plays this game, this entire community is doing a great mm-hmm. job growing this game and making this game fun to travel and play in. And like uh, like we said, Chris and I said we have a busy schedule this month because of work that communities near us are getting inspired by events we're hosting. They're hosting events. And mm-hmm. it's like, it, but it's work. It's community work. And if you guys feel like there aren't a lot of events in your area, or you're like really getting passed over by these summoners cups, like, like you know what? I'm not gonna lie to you guys. It's work. It's a lot of work. But you can do it. And like, we'll help you. You always, you can always reach out and see how we've done things. Yeah. Um, like if you guys put that work in, you will see your community grow and like benefit from it. And it's frustrating that you know. You, you kind of wish you had more support or it was happening more automatically for you. And, like, yeah, I agree. It totally should be. But, like, 
this is kind of where we're at right now and and it is still on us for now guys but like we can keep doing a good job I just don't want it to be all like you know. I was wait, I was waiting for the Sarah McLaughlin song. I, 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 think, I, just in the a, I think I just shed a tear right now. <laughs> I did, like the Cherokee Indian looking at the trash on the side of the highway. That's how I felt. <laughs> I think John John summed it up, yeah, in yeah. a very positive way. And like I think the reason it may come off as like us three and maybe others are more passionate about our concerns is because we've put in a lot of the effort to get to where we're at. Mm-hmm. So and we, we want we expect. We expect more and we we care like if i didn't we care, care so I much god damn we care so much like <laughs> like if we didn't care we just keep our mouth shut and just let it burn right like we mm-hmm. we want to we want to make it the best we can at least the best we feel it can be not saying mm-hmm. we're right but i think we want to make it the best we feel works for all of our communities and you know that's why we we voice our opinions and i feel like we try to all look at it from both perspectives as much as mm-hmm. possible we try to look at it from square perspective uh each different community perspective because every community is a little bit different and I, I think i think i would like to hope that we tried our best to at least discuss that. right and and i don't want to say and i know a lot of people they get they get that you know they get real hot and they're like oh i could definitely do a better job no you couldn't you couldn't I promise you, you couldn't. It's and hard. I don't, I don't, I don't envy that job. Like, and that, that's why we're, that's why we don't want to do it now. We don't oh, want to no, do it for I one tournament. Yeah, that is, I don't okay. want that job. It's, it's I say hard. It all the time that RB has a really hard job. When yes, it absolutely. Oh goodness! I mean, we, there should be ten more people on that team. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, like so. I, I get, I get, I get the people. leveraging of the community as much as you can because it's like mm-hmm. in, in an extension. You're like leveraging the community to help you and i mm-hmm. totally get that but i feel like i hear a lot about the game growing sales getting better like everything getting better why have we not seen more people get hired to help why have we you know like why are we still leveraging the community four years later for stuff that they should just be scheduled like right. I, I i get it like i think at the end of the day okay what the way it should be even if even if it's not you know let's let's pretend the budget doesn't exist and the game is growing at the rate we'd like to think it is. There's no reason you can't have. It's no different than with like, like, when I say uh, like reps for different companies. You have regional reps that go out and do things. There's no reason that you know RB couldn't be in the you know on the West Coast and surrounding states. Have somebody in the Midwest. Have somebody on the East Coast. Like take someone like PJ for instance, that have these territories that are community managed. Yes, I could. That's a full time job and a half. That probably would have to come with a pretty heavy salary, and you know, and just you know something. So I, that's that's the easy answer, right? To have more people on staff. It's really but easy for it's... me to tell Square Enix to spend money. It's really easy. It, for me it, to it, tell it, I could I could tell hey, people how hey, to spend their money all Square the time. Enix, you exactly. should spend some more money on this. Exactly. <laughs> and the the reality is, we just don't have that yet. Mm-hmm. And it's I, I think it's just it is frustrating. When we all we like Oki said, we hear growth, we hear this stuff, we and we care. We I want to be five years from now in Opus twenty eight or fucking thirty, and we're still good old days of the first Boston Crystal Cup. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But we're to a point where it's like, oh, cool! I've got a I've got an event this Saturday. I'm trying to get my I'm trying to get my GF points up so I can go to nationals this year or something. Whatever. 
But yeah. I don't know. Like that's we're we're not we're not there yet. Not quite. But Kristen, let's say you know I want people to take away from this that like, um, we're trying to come up with how we can get there. Yeah. Right. Like together. Right. So we'd love to if you guys have any ideas. Um, please tell yeah, us. Like, tell us what you think. Like and be vocal about you know like if you have a a cool new idea for something we can do to kind of you know, stretch, stretch what we get and help each other out a little more. Like, you know, let well, us know, please. And why can't there even be like a volunteer program, like a community volunteer program, something like that, where Champions they get... of the Black Flame? Yes. Yes. Something like that. <laughs> he knows. He knows. Yeah. You guys are hilarious. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, though. Like, I'm just... Uh, you know, but you know, that, I just that's think a... Oki knows. He knows they did something very similar that Wow, I think worked very well. Oh yeah, yeah. And Wow TCG, we had that. And that was how because um, on like when the this quote unquote decline of Wow TCG, they had to employ basically that idea to get the communities ma- at least main. Mm-hmm. I believe that you could like basically they sent stuff to people who are like volunteer community managers, and then they were like responsible for hey, you have to like give out this prizing. At like local events and local communities, and basically they like report back to us who you gave prizing to and how. Yep. And it's but there like... was also exclusive uh, promos that were given to champions of Black Flames for those events too. Right, and like, like sure, that like, sounds like they wouldn't just get glashes if glashes existed. It'd be a specific new promo right. to promote people to have someone in their community try to become a champion of the Black. Mm-hmm. Right, and the thing was like you could have one registered like per store or like per like community ish. Mm-hmm. And it was like, um, so it wasn't the Summoner Cup kind of thing, because it sounds like that, right? Where it's like, oh, well, they're providing a surprising to give to a community of our choice. But it's like, we're literally competing with each other for it versus like uh, earning, versus it. like, oh, you hit this threshold and you get it, you earn it, everybody gets it, but it's still restricted to like one per area, but it's every mm-hmm. area. And it's just yep. like, uh, it's maybe something a little smaller, but everybody gets it. Yep. And um, I, don't know, I think there's, uh, there's good ideas, right? There's great ways, and it's not to say that this was... You know, like a bad idea. Maybe execution just could have been done a little differently. Like, because yeah, the idea is to give more to us, and like I get that. Um, but like, let I mean, let's all talk about it. You know, like we could figure it out. It's a mm-hmm. hard thing for one person to figure out. Yeah. Or or just like a small group of people. Like like, should I couldn't do it by myself either. You know. Yeah. The the best thing you can do is talk about it. Don't ignore yeah. it. Don't don't. It's all just... constructive, baby. Yeah. You all love. It's all love. <laughs> we love awesome. this trading card game so much. Yes. Like, come on, you know, like I, this is not like uh, I, <laughs> I am not going anywhere, dick. dude. I'm not about to stop working as hard yeah. as I work on this. You know, it's my addiction scratching my neck right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, heck, as soon as we're done with this cast, I'm putting up registration for tomorrow's free tournament. <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, that's that's, that, that's your uh, that's your weekly. That that's right. That's your weekly returners hideout. Weekly uh, free tournament plug. There's like worlds players in it that have increasingly gotten better, right? Can you tell me more about it? Yeah, I mean, so we have you know players uh, qualified for worlds of different countries have played together on here. Mm-hmm. We've had uh, players who have gone from like, hey, I don't really get to play at locals much. This sounds like something fun. To these people are three owing multiple worlds competitors, like every other week. Like all of a sudden we have uh, like household names made out of people who don't even have locals. Yep. And that's like really neat, and that's free and open to anybody, and that could be you. John, it could be you. 
It can't be me. Okay, it could be you. It, it can't be me, but it, it could be you. Oh, it, 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 but it could be you. Not me. Not definitely not me, but you. Absolutely you. And those are Mondays and Wednesdays. Mondays and Wednesdays. Are. Yeah, seven p.m. EST. Oh, yeah, I said four p.m. because that's my. Time. That's but, okay. But also too, we, we we've been to, we've been uh, tossing around the idea of like creating like events on weekends. Like I actually talked to Oki about it. You don't even know that I did yeah. that. I talked to Oki. Oh, that's fine. Well, then, you now, don't you know. even know. <laughs> I didn't tell him you. I was just putting the feelers out there. You know. Oh, we know. Well, John, you and I talked about it. A we while did talk. Ago. I told you we that I was probably this. going to ask around it. Oh, but probably, I assume that you it's already <laughs> happening. Yeah, I was like, I, you know what? I want to start talking about this. Like, like we're thinking about putting together. Um, like essentially an octagon crystal cup, right? Like, yeah. like not over a month where everybody play. Like, hey, let's sit down. Like, I'm essentially I'm at the crystal cup at my desk. Like, let's play. Yeah, you know, six, seven yeah, rounds, maybe two days. Like, who knows? I don't know. Saturday, Sunday, you got to report in. It's you know, and just working out the logistics of prizing and things like that. That's yeah. really speaking it. of guys, we we <laughs> we have some big announcements for uh, season two is almost done for Returners Hideout. It's going to end at the end of December. Um, we are still doing Mondays through all of December because we're missing two Wednesdays because Christmas and New Year's are both on Wednesdays. Um, mm-hmm. but season three is going to start in this new year. Um, we are like, we had a kind of issues with prizings for season one, but prizing for season one and season two, getting all lumped together, all going out. Um, we're going to have a lot of information about that for you guys before season two is over. So stay tuned. Could be you. Could be you winning that prizing, yeah. Like uh, you know, just like promos and stuff, which is cool because it's hard for some people to get. I got a lot of elemental dice. I've got promos. We've got some packs. So. Mm-hmm. Coming your way. Could be you. That's right. Indeed. But I think that about wraps us up, guys. I mean, we we've prattled on and on, and two hours is about as long as I think uh, I could stand. That's to par listen for the to course these. That's, that's par for the course these days. You know. Hey, you know <laughs> what? <laughs> was it really two hours? Yeah. Yeah. Dang, I just time flies so fast. When you're having fun, right? Yeah. When you're having fun with the greatest damn community, and I can't stress that enough, dude. I got a Christmas ornament from Chris and Nikki Neal. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, like how? Yeah, it's like, are you kidding me? Like, this is the greatest community I've ever been a part of, and I would, I will give anything to keep it going. And that includes, and I, you, you got to put that passion into something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And we only talk about this stuff because we see that divide happen in those comments. And we're trying to, like, talk about why and repair it. Because if we pretend it's not there, we can't fix it. It's true. It's true. For just 10 cents a day, you can adopt a community. <laughs> just 10 cents, eh? Wow, shit. That's pretty good. <laughs> Dude, can we do that? Can we just like create like the Sarah McLaughlin commercial, but like find a small community and like get, like we need to get the people in those small communities to send us like videos of them like being really. We filmed sad. them in black and white, playing with yes. like like old promos. Like they have like promo like uh, Golbez, or or and they're <laughs> playing, and then the camera zooms out and they're playing against nobody. <laughs> and, then, and then they're playing starter the starter deck play yes. pass, the plastic ones that are foldable. Yes. <laughs> With like the Sarah McLaughlin song just playing in the background. Mm-hmm. Fuck, I think we nailed it, John. We try to oh. adopt all the communities with the Returners yes. Hideout Weekly, free and not- <laughs> <laughs> well, for zero cents a week. For zero cents. I think what's good about this community, at least what I've seen, is all the communities at least talk to each other. At least for me, locally, mm-hmm. I've talked to NorCal, Central California, Arizona. Mm-hmm. 
I've even talked to people outside of California that have just asked me about how to get events going. And I think more people just need to do that. We see, we need, we need to see to come together. Like when we make a post about events, especially when it comes to like these community events, we're not trying to say other communities are undeserving. Like the goal is everybody deserves it. Exactly. That's the, that's the ultimate goal. And that, that's what we want is everyone to feel. Everyone everyone deserves a cupcake. (laughs) (laughs) Unless you you don't like cupcakes, then. Well, you still deserve one. one. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, and that's that's a great way to look at it, Okie. Like, reach out to your surrounding communities. Like, we are blessed, like, straight up, hashtag blessed, super fortunate that we've got the group in North Carolina, you know, Ryan Galloway, Joe Gallo, Hunter Nance. Like, we have those guys down there. We have James. that group. Then we have, yeah, my man Squall, James Denham, my hero. We got Tawa down there. And then we've got, like, the, the Soba guys that, you know, they were a thing before Richmond started. And then we built ours. And then you have Fredericksburg. So, like, that's already within, like, a two-hour span. That's four different, distinctly different communities. Then you go a couple hours north. You got Muhammad in his Northern Virginia scene. You go a couple more hours. We've got the Gamers Heaven guys. And then, you know, we go – John, how far are you from Pennsylvania? An roughly? hour and a half from the Gamers Hour and a half. <laughs> we've got the Jersey Boys. Like, we've got this six- to seven-hour, you know, north and south of a span where we can find something and we communicate with with each other a lot. And we make sure that, you know, people come down to our events. We, you know – if it's a further drive, like John and Alex have come down to, uh, they've crashed at my place more times in the last year. You know, and I, and I want to repay the favor. Like I want to come up there and like, you know, hang out with them for a weekend. I want to make the drive. You know, that's, that's what you do for each other. It, you, you gotta be willing like this. You know, we're driving up to Pennsylvania for the gamers having the triple crown. Can't like, wait to see you boys. There. I can't fucking wait to go because you know, these guys come to our events. You've got to reciprocate. That's the big thing. If you've got surrounding communities, they come to you. You've got to go to them. Yeah. You just fucking got to do it. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, like, like we kind of had like a sister store thing going with the Gamers Seven guys for a while where I said, hey, yeah. if I put together a tournament series worth attending, will you guys drive? They said yes. We agreed on what was worth driving for. And we put on 12 yep. tournaments and they came to every single one. Yep. And it's like, that's so what you got to do. Uh, like, like Ogie said, every one of the people on the cast right now would be happy to talk to you about how you could do something like that and how to like start your community like message me on facebook please i don't care that's all i do all day because i know i've I've put personally (laughs) just out of my pocket a lot of money into the events that like the you know and i feel bad because we haven't done our last soldier series event and we're so far the exact same on uh doing our last zodiac trial event so I, i want these like locals and whatever the Summoner's Cup schedule is like to wrap up. Yeah. So, I mean, like, the thing is, I don't know when I can plan it, but, you know, we're working on exactly. it. Exactly, and it's hard. Mm-hmm. But you've got to you've got to communicate with each other. And, you know, you got you know, if I can convey anything, if you're a community and you're bummed because you're smaller and you just don't have the resources, you're you're going to have to come up with something. Even if, you, even if you, you draw a picture and frame it, there's your prize, there's your trophy, yeah. something. We'll help you, but you gotta, you got to do the work. Yeah. you got to do the work. Yes, help me to help you. Yeah. And I promise you, like, if, if, you, if you message me directly and say, Chris, can I, because I've got all kinds of, i got all kinds of things. I've got a, you know, all kinds of promos and figures and stuff that I've, that I've bought for events mm-hmm. that we haven't used yet. Yeah. You know, I'll give some I'll I'll definitely help somebody put on an event that maybe they just don't have the resources for. 
And I, I, you know, this community has done nothing but good to me, and I would love to just reciprocate as much as I can. And I sincerely mean that. Yeah. We love each other. We love each other here. That's right. I think we all we all share that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, but speaking 100%. of uh, things I love, I have to go eat. I love eating. I got, fr- I got fried <laughs> chicken waiting for me in the kitchen. Exactly. Yeah. I got to. I think that about wraps us up, guys. Two hours of healthy, healthy yes. conversation. And just a great inside perspective from one of my favorite players in the game. Absolutely. And it's always a pleasure, Oki. Thank you so a much. A great for friend by. as well. You guys are so kind. Thank you so much. Thank, what the heck? Oh, thank you for being I think here. My man. dog just hit something. But um, <laughs> thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. You're like, you guys are so Anytime. kind. What the heck? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what is my wrong dog with was you? Barking, <laughs> Something fell over. So just... Oh goodness! <laughs> well, no, man. You know, any time, You know, we wanted yes. to catch up with a lot of the world's players before worlds. We just we didn't quite get there. So we're happy yes. to get a kind of a two in one with you this week. So absolutely. Unfortunately, now you uh, you you heard the cast this week already. <laughs> I know. What am I gonna listen to while I'm driving? Yeah, dude. That is my constant problem now. As uh, I have, I can no longer enjoy as a fan. Well, well, you know. It... The problem I have is I no longer get the pics of you with your feet on your desk. Oh, watching. Chris, you know what? I think we could reinstate those. I can, I can make sure I get some feet on desk pics for you. <laughs> Ooh, is that a fetish I don't know about? Yeah, no, there it is. It's a detective fetish. We love just solving crimes. That's right. But it, it's, it's, you know, it's like it's the dating site we use. Uh, casual loafers. And and in another thirty minutes, when we finally sign off, <laughs> no guys, good. every fucking week, man. And every we're done. Week, we're done. Good night. Bye. <laughs> hey everybody, thanks for listening once again to the RVA Returners podcast. If you like this content and you want to hear more, check us out on YouTube at RVA Returners, and make sure you follow us on SoundCloud and check us out on Google Play and iTunes. Yeah, we got jazz now. That's right. We got the we got the jazzy intro. Okay. All right. <clears throat> All right. We'll go ahead and get going. Uh, welcome to a very special episode of the RV. RV oh, fuck, we fucked that up. <laughs> <laughs> keep it in. I'm just kidding. Yes, keep, that'll keep go, it in. That'll, that'll go that's, at the end. That's the Easter egg, baby. Yeah. That'll be our little Easter egg at the end.